I'm here with Radri. Radri, welcome back. You are, you are a, uh, this, is this, how many times have you been on? Is this the uh, third yeah, time? I think maybe? this is my third time, yeah, third time. Awesome, yeah, part, Radri the third, part three, yeah. So, Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank, thanks for thanks for being back on. Um, how's yeah. your 2021 going so far? Pretty good. No complaints. Yeah. I'm not uh, not having a, too hard of a time. Pretty good. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't complain too much. I don't know. N not complaining too much, huh? Yeah. No, so. I mean, uh, I'm 2020. You know, did did us in a lot of us. Mm. We had to like a lot rearrange our lives, but 2020 wasn't a bad year for me. So I can't imagine this year would be bad. Right, so right. Start. Yeah, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, I mean, 2020 wasn't that bad for me either. I'm, I think a lot of us in, in Japan could probably say that, but, uh, you know, we, we we don't really live in a place where it's really affecting us uh, extremely uh, too, too harshly, you know? Yeah, well, I'm already an introvert, so, I mean, I do yeah. a podcast, so. <laughs> right, right. So I don't, I don't have to worry too much about, you know, I'm not extroverted like some people are. Like, I have to go somewhere. You know, I have to go on vacation this this place. I have to play sports. You know, I'm, I'm not like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, but how, how did it affect your, your podcast? Because, um, you know, we were talking a little bit before the before we started that, uh, you know, you you were starting to, you know, set up your, your studio and actually having guests in studio, which was really cool, you know, that you had that set up. And then, you know, this... Uh, this fucking you know, thing happened. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little uh, bittersweet, I guess. I mean, mm. it's good because, I mean, it looks nice. makes me look smarter than I really am, mm. you know, having the books behind me. You know, your background really does add a lot to your personality, to your character, because people, when they're watching the podcast, yeah. you know, um, they want to see something visual. Right. You can't really see the title of these books, but I figured this would be the closest thing. I mean, what's his name? Help me set this whole thing up tokyo sam oh really yeah yeah if you uh go in, into my youtube channel and you find the tokyo sam interview that's the first time that i set this entire thing up oh with yeah, him yeah i like how you know you have the books juxtaposed with you know the mini like jason and homer simpson dolls and oh, yeah. mao zedong <laughs> and uh and like cthulhu and, you know. yeah a bobblehead of wow a bobblehead of mouse oh, if if he yeah. only knew that he would uh, cat that capitalism would reign and create a bobble yeah, right? a bobble version of him so right next to the golden pig no less so yeah yeah it's pretty good golden pig you got that in osaka yeah. oh he, he he oinks yeah he oinks for <laughs> anyway. uh I, I like to call this my uh wunderkammer if you know what that means a uh, wonder wonder something yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't speak German, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, in this book called, what's it called? Um, Show Your Work by mm. Austin Kleon, kind of a, it's kind of self-helpy, not so much, but it's mm. like, it's, I'm not sure you're familiar with uh, Steal Like an Artist. Oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he wrote a sequel to that one, and he recommend, <clears throat> sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. Uh <laughs> He recommended that you sh everyone should have their own Wunderkammer, a place where you can go and, you know, you can just look at stuff, like a collection of things. Oh. Like, here's, like, a pretty cool book. Mm. This one's kind of, uh, kind of kind of creepy, actually. Oh, I Morbid like the cover. Morbid Curiosities. 
very cool. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that's the book you chose to to pull out. Are the pages yeah. black? Oh wow. Yeah, the page. Well, the pages are black, and they have like weird stuff like this in here, and um, people who collect weird ass stuff. That's 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 awesome, actually. Some of the, some of the stuff's kind of disturbing, but yeah, more. I, mean, that, that's I, haven't the, got, I haven't got. Which, yeah, I was gonna say. Sorry. That, that, yeah, that's the kind of book I'd have on my coffee table if I had one. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it's actually like, like some people here, like you can see here, they actually have a human skeleton, which I think is illegal nowadays. Is it? I mean, I think, I think if you donate your body to science, you can, uh, or the person who, someone can buy your skeleton, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I, I thought it was illegal. Because the reason why when they have skeletons in like classrooms nowadays, they're not the real ones anymore. Mm. They're, no, they're the fake ones. They're the fake, fake skeletons. That, you know, my my school never had the uh, the the skeletons um, on display. We just had like a poster. Oh really? Maybe, maybe we, I don't think mine did either. Maybe we just didn't have the budget. Half the budget of my school went to the the football team. So yeah, li li like literally, 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 half of the entire budget went to just this the uh, athletics department for the football team. So that's how seriously we took high school football at my school. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. Noted. Mm -hmm. Should I uh, introduce myself a little, or I guess that's probably enough of an introduction. What do oh. you think? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. People. Uh... I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of listeners you have or what kind of, you know, because sometimes what they say, like everybody's podcast or every mm. podcast you make is everyone, someone's first podcast. Very true. Very true. Um, I guess a little short introduction. Yeah. My name is Radri. I introduce yourself. Yeah, I guess I'll say my name is Radri. I start a podcast. I uh, do a podcast named called Why Come Japan, where I interview creatives from Japan and, you know, around Japan and, you know, I talk about their creativity and how it relates to the country of Japan. Yeah. And I'm going to say Japan 500 more times, you know, Japan, before Japan. the end of this podcast, <laughs> because uh, I need that SEO money. No, um, in all seriousness, no, I, I do a podcast with them. I've been I'm not with creatives. I've been doing it about for three years. No, no, no. Four years. I'd only really started taking seriously in 2018. Hmm. Like, what do they say? Like the first five podcasts are always the hardest ones to make mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for some reason. Um, but yeah, they've been going pretty strong. I mean, I'm a one man show, probably a lot like Shay. You know, I'm not like, I don't have anybody doing SEO or thumbnails. It, it's all me. It's all mm -hmm. me for right now. <laughs> yeah, like sponsorships come a calling, but I don't think they are. Not for I, now. I was gonna uh, actually want to talk to you about that. I've um, I actually might be getting uh, some sponsorships pretty soon. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So there's, um, but you get to choose what, like, basically you can bid on sponsorships, and you can cut a deal with these these people on what kind of ads you want to do, and and. Uh, what you want to sponsor so you can kind of curate it to fit your podcast so it's not like oh i have to advertise this product that i don't really care about you know just to just to have a sponsor no you can actually find someone that is willing to that not, not only that you think is cool but will will help sponsor you um on you know for and you can actually you know set set your prices and all that so it's it's a really cool uh service to, to at least start out you know so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll slip that by you uh, later on. So wait, it's like the sponsor thing. Is it mm -hmm. like a website? Is it like a service of some kind? Yeah, it's, um, 
basically it's just a, a site that connects podcasters with um, either other podcasters or services who advertise on podcasts. So, um, but it, it doesn't, like- it, they don't take any cut. It's just you base. It just connects you with, with uh, other sponsors or other podcasts pretty much. So, Oh, mm-hmm. like, like, hi, I use this blue Yeti microphone. It works really well for me. It'll work well for you. You could do that. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> something uh, like that, or you have to like read some copy or something. Well, it depends. You can choose like uh, pre-roll ads or mid-roll ads or in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, to be like, honest, that's why I use Robinhood. <laughs> <laughs> I regret making the choice of having them as a sponsor now. So, yeah. will they even pay me? So. Yeah, are they still uh, around? Are they gone now? Oh god, I, they, I, don't, the news. I don't. I don't foresee them going, doing very well anymore because of the shit they pulled on, um, Wall, on the, Street. Uh, Wall Street bets. Yeah. So yeah, so, I was gonna ask you: you buy any nice uh, GameStop stonks these days, Redry? No, no. <laughs> GameStop was always that place you would go to because you wanted a physical copy of a game. Mm. But now, like there's a like Steam and the digital stores. I don't even go there anymore. Yeah. Now living in Japan, it's like I don't even want to own a console anymore because it's just I have such limited amount of space. Right. It's just it's like PC race all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> having digital copies is the way to go, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's well, it's just for a matter of um, like you said, you know. Now look at the consoles. You think after years. <clears throat> They could reduce the size, but they just keep getting bigger. But they, you know, most games are digital anyway. So what, why do you need such a gigantic uh, piece of machinery? Like, what is it? Like the PS5 is like the size of my torso almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Going vertical. Well, I, I, you know, it's. I guess it's better than you know the original Xbox was just like this giant hunk of square, like black square. You know that. Uh, is it the most recent one? No, no, the original Xbox. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I remember that thing. Mm. No, I mean, I have, right now I have a PS4, an original PS4, and a uh, Xbox One X that I got just a few years ago. And, you know, they're both about the same size, but they don't really take up too much of a, a space. So, but now seeing the new ones, you know, especially like they have the digital only versions, that, that might be the way to go, to be honest. Yeah, so I, don't, I haven't been to GameStop in like ages because GameStop was always that place where, or basically the reputation of GameStop is, you go there to like get rid of all your games that you've been you've collected too many, right? Yeah. And then you go there and they're like, all right, we can give you five dollars worth of credit, you know, right. over having like <laughs> sixty games. Yeah, <laughs> like there, what? Yeah, that, it reminds me. I saw this uh, 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 a meme related to that. It's uh, they said this is the most money someone's ever made off of a GameStop trade is this, this recent, um, that's pretty (laughs) good. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) So, but, uh, no, I find it just kind of crazy that they chose GameStop of, of all the companies and now they're throwing like AMC and Nokia in there. Like, (laughs) Oh yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. 2021. What a year to live in. Right. It's like, I got, you know, I, the greatest thing about uh, say what you will about Donald Trump and the praise presidency, but I learned a lot more about the American presidency through him, you know, how the entire office works now. And now I thought, well, well, I'm not going to get that anymore. 
you know, because probably boring Biden will just, you know, make thing everything boring again. Um, I, but now I, I we wish, have the whole stock I wish market that thing. were the case. I wish <laughs> you that think were the so. Case. All right. I, I mean, the you know the the troops that they had at the inauguration, the protect you know to keep right you know, right. You know protected everything. They haven't left. They're still there. They're still oh, really? fire fences. Yeah, no, that like, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. they have not left Washington D.C. So they're still patrolling streets. There's still like barbed wire fences up everywhere. So they're not going away. You know. So, right. Right. Mm, okay. It's uh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like um. That's that's the thing. You see how quickly the the media just shift shifts the, its tone. You know, it's like oh, it's a bright, hopeful future. When no, you still got barbed wire fences and troops patrolling the streets it hasn't changed at all you know so um god bless america you know i think it'll probably dissipate soon or maybe not i don't know there are a lot of uh angry trump supporters out there so i was gonna say you got you got a lot of domestic <laughs> terrorists running yeah out, yeah know? that that's become a thing now yeah so yeah that's uh it's it's it, we live in interesting times i've been saying that every year for the past I don't know, 10 years or more, but uh, just keep on getting interestinger. Yeah. In interestinger. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this theory that maybe the world did end in 2012, according to the okay. Mayans. And we're just, yeah. And, and everything is just, I don't know how, how much you buy into this, uh, the uh, sim, uh, simulation theory, but uh, oh, Elon yeah. Musk and all that. Oh yeah. Didn't, uh, he, it was, didn't he say we all lived in a simulation? Well, that was that him, was, right? it was originally, um, Posed by uh, Ray Carswell, so uh, that's where that's where the Who's whole that idea. Uh, he's a uh, he's a dude who talked about the simulation. So <laughs> he's uh, no like the theory's been around for a while actually, um, and I think it was Ray Carswell. It was the simulation. Maybe he was the uh, the singularity. Sorry, that that's what it was. I got him confused. The singularity is where AI and humans kind of join in together, but um, that's. Uh, Simulation theory. It may be the same guy. I could be wrong. Ray Kurzweil. Yeah, Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil. Yeah, 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 yeah. American inventor and futurist. Hmm. Involved in optical character recognition, text-to-speech synthesis, and speech recognition technology. Right. So wait, he had the whole theory that uh, we all live in a simulation. No, he he was the singularity. I, I got those. Oh, singularity. Um, yeah, oh, okay. I got, I got those. Um, mixed oh, that's up, right. You so. just said that. Yeah. So, um, I was too busy focusing on. I got to find out who this is. I wasn't okay, listening. So, sorry. <laughs> so, si simulation hypothesis was in its current form was by uh, Nick Bostrom. He's a, oh, okay. a a Swedish philosopher. So. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think that started off as like a philosophical, philosophical, philosophical <laughs> argument. A, a falafel, a falafel argument, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like all this is fake, yo. It's like one day, you know, after just being drunk, and he just came up with these ideas. <laughs> I think he's more than drunk. I think uh, you know, maybe he found some some nice uh, red and white colored mushrooms out in the forest, and probably that too. Had yeah. himself an adventure, you know. So hey, if you can make money off of coming up with ideas like that, more power to you. It is interesting, though. I mean, that uh, this idea that it's it's like this it's it's like it cycles back to creation theory again. You know, like uh, I don't know if That's um, interesting if, if okay. you ever heard about that in 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 circles that I was around growing up in in um, rural America is uh, um, man and dinosaur walk together and 
God created man to walk along the dinosaurs and all this other stuff. And, and the earth was encapsulated in a giant water bubble. Like this is all shit that creationists believe in. So, um, right. Like yeah. the world was created 5,000 years ago or something. Yeah. 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 So there, there's, uh, there's this, was it dinosaur creation museum that's run by this guy called Kent Hoven. That's, that's, uh, it's, um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that explains dragons, at least. That's that's actually <laughs> one. Of, that's from. actually that's actually what they say. That's where the mythical dragon theories came from. Where, when, yeah, like they have it all covered, man. It's 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 actually kind of fascinating. Like it's 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 complete bullshit. But if you look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that stuff's fun though. Sometimes, like that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like all these batshit theories that are around. It's hilarious to to. It's entertaining. To, to just right about them you know so like do you remember when the or maybe because we were in japan so mm. maybe you didn't see it but i remember a friend of mine was telling me about like the history channel when they did a 2012 like documentary series about the end of the world <laughs> did you ever see those uh no but if, if it's history channel man it's of course it's gonna have some crazy stuff you know aliens are pretty, involved and well that's ancient aliens that's when they really went off the deep end but yeah and, and hitler's occult <laughs> obsession and yeah all that. that's right the hitler's occult stuff yeah. yeah but no the 2012 stuff is just hilarious because what's really funny about it is they spend the entire episode like going someplace or planning to go somewhere yeah and then they think they find something and they're like oh no it's just a stick oh okay well maybe we'll get lucky next time oh god yeah <laughs> the really funny Be thing sure about to tune it is... in next week when our plucky adventurers stumble upon yeah a cave, you know. Uh, <laughs> you won't believe what we found next week. Yeah, clickbait type stuff. So that's that. That actually kind of reminds me. Um, I think it was yeah. Joe Rogan had a sci-fi show that only lasted one season, and he I didn't would, know that. Yeah, he would go and try and investigate these conspiracy theories, or like like one episode was about Bigfoot, and okay, he went to all these Bigfoot experts, and like he. This, the most credible guy that they found he ends up talking to him he's like man this guy's off the deep end you know like you know they they, they explore like aliens and bigfoot and all this stuff and yeah it's 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 just full of weird people you know so but it, that's yeah that's what's entertaining about it you know that's true very yeah. true i mean just to uh, talk a little bit about the 2012 thing before we move on but yeah. What's also kind of funny about that, I just want to mention, <laughs> like, when, every time I started watching it, I'm like, because they'd never interview the natives. Like, they'd go to, like, um, where is it? Chicken Itza? Is that how you pronounce it? The Chichen place where they have the mine rune? No. Chicken Itza, thank you. Mm. Um, and, like, they'd never interview them. They'd only interview the white people. <laughs> like everybody in the show is white. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to sound like an SJW here, but that's what every I like. I'm noticing a trend. I don't know. Next time you watch History Channel, these documentaries, just just note the the kind of nationality of the people they interview. Oh yeah, I know, I know. It's it, it's funny because um, it's. You're right. It's it's like uh, the only experts that they interview are just these these people that uh, well, I have a degree in 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 Mayan history science and but what does he know? He he's just read a book, you know. Like 
has he ever yeah. um, has he ever you know been down there like the people who live there right listen to their stories and um, it's uh, it's always fascinating um, what they tell you about you can learn a lot more about a culture well it seems obvious actually asking the people who grew up in it right yeah here's a yeah. thought right that would help <laughs> so hmm. it's a good idea so if uh, you learn anything from Lone Star under the Rising Sun podcast it's ask the native questions ask excuse me ask the natives questions yes yes <laughs> it may change oh. your opinion oh so is that what um what is that guy that goes around and interviews japanese people what do you think of foreigners or dating foreigners what's the guy he, he, which he, one um white he, guy uh, no or no japanese? i think yeah i think he's japanese but he he well, always, there's two there's, there's oh, uh, it's not Nobita, is it? Does he still do that? There's Nobita. Yeah, he still mm. does it. He mostly just interviews porn stars now. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> From well, what I hear, I don't know. I don't really watch him. Didn't he go down like kind of a racist, uh, like yeah, yeah, that, nationalistic that streak for a while too? Like dear, dear black people or something. That was a little weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember when I was watching this, the entire thing, I'm just cringing. I'm like why did you put this on the internet it's like you could talk about this like through friends you know like you know the thing about racism is like it's a spectrum you know <laughs> there's so many different types of racism and you know you don't ever know if you're being quote-unquote racist so it's if you're labeling somebody racist you know it's kind of hard to say if someone's racist or not right right I mean, correct me if i'm wrong on any of this but um what do, what like, do i know i'm watching... a white guy so i can't really comment on on race so <laughs> I think it's fair. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's. I, I believe it's a spectrum. No, I'm not saying. I'm not comparing this to like spectrums of like gender. Are you saying we're on the spectrum? <laughs> I hope I'm not you? triggering. Yeah, I'm on the spectrum. Yes. <laughs> Identify as trans male, please. Mm. <laughs> no. Um. In all seriousness. Um. Mm. Yeah. No. It. Nobita did that, and that Japanese guy Yuta did it. That's it. That Japanese guy. Yuta. The only. Those are the only two that like made it a thing because mm, I know mm. like Tokyo Bribri, who I interviewed on my show, yeah. did it for a little while, but I guess stopped because it's probably a lot of work. Well, I can't imagine doing man on the street interviews. I was going to say man on the not... street interviews. Um, you know, like I like it when they actually like that's what that that was it that Japanese guy, Yuta or whatever, like those are more real, obviously, but. You know, the very first man on the street interviews I ever saw were like by Jay Leno and, you know, those late night talk show hosts. And it's always like they always I always felt they were very manipulative. Like, yeah, they only chose the stupid people to show. They never like they probably actually asked the questions to people about geography or something. And there were some smart people that are just average people that actually knew where countries were on a map. But they're like, no, nah, that's not entertaining. Choose choose the stupid people only. And we can you know make fun of them so, movie magic yeah, yeah selective editing so it's been around for a while you know but um but no like um the point the point of that was like you know um they're you know actually asking people on the street is is kind of close to what you were, you were saying you know asking the natives about their opinions on on certain things but Oh yeah, it, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it still has a selective bias to it, though. You know. Yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. If you were to do something like that, maybe not even in Japan, but in uh, let's say America, what would you, 
what would you do? Like a Bigfoot or something? If, if that's what you chose, you know, like if, um, you know, uh, you say, ask a native, you know. You might it have get to be something channel. I'm really inspired by. I mean, because, right. you know, making stuff about Japan is pretty mm. easy because the because obviously people come to Japan because they love the culture or they love the anime or love mm. whatever about it. So it's a pretty easy selling point. And I mean, a lot of us here as foreigners, there are part pieces of Japan that we really liked, you know, and so it's easy to talk about and easy to get, I don't know, ears on your podcast or eyeballs and some of your videos. I mean, now it's becoming really oversaturated and now you have to have like top tier quality, you know, videos like Chris Broad level if you want to like get any notoriety. I think that's just the, the nature of what YouTube has become, you know. When, yeah, when, no. When it, when it first started, it was just reaction videos, like people make a video and then someone responds to it, you know, that you know, I hate to be sentimental, but you know, those were like the good old days, you know, like that's, that's, that's how when YouTube started, it was just connecting with other people who are making videos in different parts of the world. It was, it was fun, you know? And plus you, you still had, you know, like how to tie a necktie, like tutorial videos back then too. But, um, which is incidentally how I learned how to tie a necktie for my first uh, big interview, uh, was I searched on YouTube, but, um, huh. you know, infancy youtube but uh anyway now it, it became so commercial that the only you know people uh, channels with just millions of uh subscribers are the ones that have any influence you know and like it's uh but at the same time it depends on what your goals are you could still make content that is just like you could make back then no one's stopping you from doing that you know so um yeah, I can I think, agree I think with that. I, are, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think people today, uh, it's because before, like early 2009, when I started, mm. you could just simply say that you're in Japan and you could just take a camera and you could walk to a convenience store and buy, I don't know, a Kit Kat bar and eat it. Mm. And like, boom, easy 1,000 views. <laughs> you know, right. like, what the fuck is this? You're like, huh? Like, wow, I'm a celebrity. I'm famous, you know? and like because i think early then i mean that was there wasn't anything like it it was very novel at the time mm -hmm. and now you know there's so many of us there's so many creators quote unquote yeah yeah so that's yeah that's why like yeah i'm not i, I never want to come across as a as a hater you know but like i think that whole it, it's just oversaturated like look i'm in japan look at this wacky onigiri that i can eat from the convenience store you know like okay that's that hasn't Don't been worry. done a million times or fukubukuro or whatever you know like great good for you if you if that honestly though if, if that gets them views then cool they 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 tapped into a market it's just you know i just i don't identify with that so that's not what i want to present you know well, don't worry there's a whole community dedicated users who don't like that kind of content so hmm. oh <laughs> maybe I you've wonder, heard of them i wonder if they have a reddit a subreddit or something yeah, so. yeah, yeah. they're uh what, what is it they did they got hedge funds or something was it no what's the name of that reddit one that's been in the news like oh, little wall big mans or something <laughs> little big boys wall street bets? like some wall no, street bets that's yeah. it yeah. it has like the little cartoon character <laughs> I thought it was Trump at first, but it's just like a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a businessman. Yeah. I thought it was Trump man. too. Yeah. I thought it was like, like some, yeah. 
some edgy kind of like Pepe the Frog kind of thing or something, but no, it's not. Yeah. It's just like some businessman. No, they're, no, they're and, all... and if if people want to know what we're talking about, we're talking about Japan Circle Jerk on uh, mm-hmm. Reddit. Yes. Anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, I well, I was just gonna uh, talk more about the uh, the Wall Street bets. It's uh, it's basically just a bunch of um, they self-proclaimed autists that uh, just spend their whole day looking at stock tickers, you know, and you know they just decided to say fuck Wall Street and you know play play them at their own game. So I, I'm yeah. enjoying it. It's entertaining to me. <laughs> no, <know>? it's definitely <laughs> entertaining. I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm enjoying all the memes, and some of them are really good. Mm. I feel like because on my Discord, I have like I have two sections of like two different types of memes, just regular memes mm. and like COVID memes. So I'm like, am I going to have to make a Wall Street meme section now? Right. <laughs> Probably not, because I don't think it's going to last that long. Or maybe mm. it will. Who knows? Well, that's the best thing out of the last decade that I've appreciated with the internet is the evolution of memes. You know, I mean, memes have been around on the internet for a long, long time, um, but they've really, I guess this would be, would you consider this the golden age of internet memes that we're in, in the last uh, five, oh, yeah. no, five I mean, six uh, years, you know? Like, I, you remember Mad Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. The whole book mm-hmm. of Mad Magazine back here. I, um, I got in trouble at school for bringing a Mad Magazine in fifth grade. Really? That, that had some cartoon boobies in it, yeah. <laughs> They don't actually show boobies. Anyway, this is they were the they were they were book. circles with dots on them. That's that's all it was. Oh, okay. so, yeah. She's wearing pasties or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, because he what was it last year? I can't remember. Um, I think it was last year. No, no, maybe it was 2019 when Mad Magazine stopped publishing magazines. I think it was 2019, maybe. Yeah, I guess it was 2019. Hmm. It all becomes a blur at some point. Yeah. But. I was thinking, yeah, I can understand why nobody likes Mad anymore because we just have internet memes. Because Mad Magazine is what you went to for like something to laugh at. Mm. Now we just have internet memes. And then there was Cracked. You remember Cracked? Yeah, Cracked. Before the internet Cracked, before the internet version of Cracked, Cracked Magazine was, I always saw it as like a knockoff of Mad. Oh, it's total knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. But what did you think about? the internet version of mad like for a while there back in like the early 2010s it was they had some pretty interesting articles i thought i didn't even know there was an internet version okay oh yeah yeah man like nowadays um yeah i mean you can still find some of the old articles they're still up but it was like cracked.com but they would have they would have lists oh cracked i know cracked yeah i remember cracked not, I don't know. Mad Magazine did any articles or anything. No, no, no. I said, I said cracked. I said, uh, oh, okay. Uh, crack, Sorry, cracked, I misunderstood. Cracked.com back in the early 2010s. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, what, what did you think about that? Like, because the magazine itself, I thought was, was ass. But once, once they went onto the internet and started writing articles, I, I, I found some of them quite entertaining, to be honest with you. Yeah. They took a very different direction with it. Like, they mm-hmm. stopped using that character because they, they kind of had, I forgot its name, but, they had a character that was very much like Alfred E. Newman, mm-hmm. but he had like blonde hair and he wore like white slacks and a white hat. And it was just, a, yeah, it was like you said, it was just seemed like it was always a knockoff of Mad Magazine. But then when they went on the internet, they started making all these listicles like BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. There's something BuzzFeed, no, nobody yeah. talks about anymore. BuzzFeed, oh, like the yeah. listicles. You, what was the last listicle you looked at? Have you looked at a listicle recently? Uh, 28 listicles that I no longer keep up with. 
on Google. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't look at those anymore. I mean, I remember you used to look at them for like to kill time or something, mm. but they still exist yeah. in like blogs and stuff. Like if you say like just how to do this, you know, whatever you want to do, if you type that into Google, you'll find a listicle for it. Five ways to lose That's weight true. in twenty days, or you know, or, so. or WikiHow. That's true. I do Wiki, check that out enough. I love WikiHow just because of the uh, the the pictures they they attach. The illustrations. <laughs> the yeah, illustrations are great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. Crack did like a couple of listicles. I remember they had one on Japan, which mm -hmm. was really cool. Mm -hmm. That was kind of neat to have. Where like they're kind of like uh, pulling back the kimono, quote unquote. Um, isn't that like a? I mean, is that a racist term? I don't know. No, you ever heard that I, one before? I, I see, pulling I back the more, kimono. Um, to me, it sounds uh, vaguely sexual. Yeah, no, it does. Sounds very yeah. sexual, but no. Um, yeah, they're kind of like pulling back the kimono on like what it really looks like to be in Japan. Like everybody uses fax machines. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still, thing. but still though that that whole, oh this is the real Japan. It's like it still kind of brings that mystification, you know that that Japan is somehow different than the rest of the world. Like they still use faxes in the twenty first century. Like, okay, like you're still trying to portray Japan as different in some way. When it's just, it's it's like any other country. Of course, there are going to be differences between this country and another country. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it seemed like they did a they had like a YouTube channel for a little while, and they're doing sketches, which were pretty funny. Some of them were pretty good. Mm. Like they had one called "After the Trump" or "After." Oh, I forgot what it was called. I think it's "After the Trump," where they tried to talk about Donald Trump as if it was or. The American political sphere, mm. as I've as if it was like a TV show. That was kind of funny, but it was a little too uh, not on the nose. I was going to say it sounds word. like a bit on the nose because uh, I've I've related the whole last you know five years as a America the reality show. You know, like season we just had the season finale. You know of. Uh, yeah, well, then they, years, they would talk know? about it like it's a TV show. They were pretty funny. They had some good jokes, like where they said things like, I don't really like all these new characters. They have like really, you know, on the nose uh, names like Bannon. He bans everything. Kellyanne Conway. She's a con. Mm. Like, what's up with these names? <laughs> yeah, um, well, it's 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 kind of circles back to that whole you know, simulation thing. Like a lot of stuff is really on the nose. You're just like, come on, this can't be real, can it? Like, seriously? You know, like a lot of situations in the last four years, I just had to shake my head and like, this seems like we're in a TV show, that we're living in a TV show. Yeah. You know? It's all right. That's why we have people like Elon Musk disrupting the fabric of reality. Good. Papa Musk bless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, pretty sure you're definitely familiar with the bernie sanders mittens memes that have been floating oh, of course around. yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've the, tons of those those are great the the did you see the caterpillar one where he's like a giant bernie caterpillar i'll send it to you later um all right okay but, but I, I saw I'll one put on my discord yeah okay yeah yeah there's one of um elon musk holding his baby and the baby's actually just bernie sanders sitting in his chair you know okay <laughs> yeah they, they've gotten gotten pretty crazy but yeah no the one i like is the one where like bernie's sitting down in his chair and he's like at like a stripper like 
stripper room or stripper what do you call that strip club strip club yeah mm-hmm. just strip club and then there's this woman that has the name capitalism on her shirt <laughs> and she's just like she's you know caressing Bernie sanders <laughs> that's my favorite and he's just staring off you because you, you know how you know how he always gives that weird grimace all the time like mm. he's you know he's he's cold or he hasn't had his coffee in the morning he's he grumpy does that grumpy old yeah Bernie, you know <laughs> so it's just perfect that was my favorite yeah there's I, I admit like i thought you know um the memes have been great just overall and some of these have been very creative but um do you think there'll ever come a time where people just think there's too many memes or is that uh or is that or is that blasphemy at some at this point there's already too many memes yeah. i mean i think the thing is is that it's one of these things where it's like they're so easy and like they cost nothing to make a meme and there is no money behind it so they'll constantly exist because people need things to for comic relief because we live in such a depressing world right like there's so many great instagram accounts that have like very dark memes so i follow most of them where they're just like they're all about uh just kind of like the darkness of human reality and they're, they're funny but um hide yeah the pain i think Herald they're... has been my favorite meme to date hide the pain herald I yeah i thought let me find that one it's it's like um originally stock photo of some old man from like poland or, or bulgaria or something and, oh that guy yeah, yeah i know who you're talking and he, about. he always yeah, has this funny. pained expression on his face but he's smiling like eh, you know like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my good. favorite one that's my favorite one yeah it's good oh. or the uh what's the other one the the other one that i guess i'll die one or like he's oh wearing, where like, he's like sweater I, yeah I, yeah he's yeah. like shrugging yeah that's a good one too yeah yeah uh yeah i mean the evolution of memes are just gonna keep going i think it's mm. not gonna you're gonna have like a couple of major hits here and there it's kind of like uh music or film or whatever except there's no money behind it <laughs> yeah yeah they're, they're pretty um organic so um the only thing is um i guess this is a very big generational thing but have you seen um what they call like the difference between millennial memes and gen z memes or like sorry sorry what no no what is it? it's boomer memes millennial memes and gen z memes basically boomers make memes yeah they're you know like <laughs> the kind of what we call them boomer cons like boomer conservatives who like share like the trump like it's like trump with like an a bald eagle and like riding next to jesus and it's really patriotic and it's like it, they're not funny they're just like okay but it, the only people who really share them um are other boomer conservatives you know on facebook okay. or something yeah and um or people who share them ironically right but then right you have millennial memes which is probably our generation what we find funny and then the gen z memes are you look at it and it's like what uh, basically the template for a gen z meme is um something a something b and then part c is like something completely not even related to it because random is funny and oh you're talking that's generation z that's what random that's what i funny. read yeah that like random, random yeah stuff. no that's that's very true like i remember i think somebody sent me a couple of i think he was a zoomer they sent me a couple of their memes and i'm like okay <laughs> it was just like so over my head yeah i'm like huh you know, and I was thinking about this, you know, 
like I was watching TikTok, right? Mm. And I'm just watching some of these videos and I'm like, this thing would be great if I had tons of free time and I had nothing to do. <laughs> but I got so much to do. Right. I have so many things I have to take care of. You know, and it's just what's funny about like humor back from like a long time ago, like, you know, Karl Marx, you know, not mm. Karl Marx. <laughs> yes, he Ron is Marx. hilarious. He is hilarious. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I love Das Kapital. Yeah. Oh, would meme again. Yeah. No, uh, Groucho Marx. Excuse Groucho me. Marx. Yeah. <laughs> Same guy, right? Yeah. Um, no, Groucho Marx. Like if you watch that, those, you know, that comedy it's like it's smart comedy. Like you have to listen to what he's saying. Right. There's not much of that anymore. Like where there's like punchlines and there's or like jokes you have to think about. Or at least correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't live in the States anymore. I mean you do too, mm. but and you don't live in the States either. But I imagine humor is kind of evolving into this thing where it's no longer about smart humor. It's more about I guess what I guess since Z's the next generation, mm. random humor, I suppose. Well, I, I guess stand-up comedy is a bit different. Um, there's there's a lot of yeah, that's really great stand-up comics right now. Um, but in terms of overall mainstream comedy, I think you're right. It's um, I think even though it started in our generation, uh, Family Guy, for instance, like I still find Family Guy funny sometimes. But I can't I can't watch it for too long because it's the randomness it just gets i don't know like there's something about it that uh i just i, I can't watch it you know like uh but I'll, I'll go back and watch older clips from like the original run and i chuckle uh, at that or like the older simpsons episodes but like simpsons uh, as you have homer simpson in in the background there but uh like the you know simpsons episodes from you know recent years i just watch it i go it's like the same characters but i don't recognize what this is you know the humor is com i know they have different writers but it's like it's it's completely different show than what it used to be yeah and i think what that basically is it's the stress of having to produce a show every week you yeah. know and they need to keep everybody fed you know they need to keep the actors fed they need to keep you know the writers fed and you know they have a certain demand that they need to meet and so sometimes they often like use, you know, milk toast comedy and that that'll do because it's just a brand. Mm. You know, they don't mm. they don't really need to live up to any make any really great jokes or I guess maybe they can't. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe this makes me sound like an apologist for The Simpsons or The Family Guy and how it, the content has kind of degraded over the years. But I think that's the reality of it. Well, I mean, at some point. I think you got to know when to call it quits, but if it's a cash cow, you, especially in America, you just milk it for all it's worth, you know? Um, it's like what I find interesting about uh, South Park, they're still going, they can still find ways to stay relevant. But if you notice this last season, they just had that pandemic special. And then there hasn't been a season this year, just that special. Was it just the pandemic special? I Only the pandemic that. special. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Okay. They didn't have a full season this last year. Huh. Okay. And, and I can't like yeah, I kept expecting like, okay, like searching when is season, I think it's 23 or 24, uh, when is season 23, 24 starting? And it was just, well, South Park has the pandemic special, but nothing has been announced about the start of this season. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah, but maybe they, they're, they're having ideals trouble. To, yeah. Mm. Well, I think they said somewhere, uh, like even in the pandemic special, it's like, 
reality has become almost a parody of itself. So they, they don't really, there's nothing they can really say that's going to be, make it too relevant anymore. You know, they, they can't steal yeah, well. any more than they ha- already have. Yeah. Quit, quit while you're ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, we sitting here talking about, uh, you know, different aspects of pop culture. I want to ask you when is uh, yeah sure when is, when is rad culture has yeah is, right uh, yeah are you, are you going to um, continue that I think you you said no I want to continue it no. the problem is is that you know I need to write the script and then I need to make okay. the video and then I need mm-hmm. to make the, the podcast and right. um, the problem is is that you know a lot of the time you have like why come Japan which is I just as they say pet projects always take off. You know, because it's just something I did for fun on the side. And right. it's easier to make those kind of episodes. And yeah, rad culture was a thing that I've wanted to make for a long time. And I have a lot of ideas. But the problem is, is here's a fun fact. Um, I spent all of last year, or not all of last year, just like a couple of days. But I did like, I somebody recommended me like write out a flow chart for your mm. normal life. Like how does your life, you know, progress? Like from when you wake up till the end of your day. And so I started writing it and then I thought about how, you know, my progression is with like, why come Japan? Basically the, the steps are find guests or basically find content, find mm. something. Mm. And so I search, I look for places, you know, I look type on things, look for things on Japan and then I find something. All right. See if you, if they're easy to contact. So I figure out if they're easy enough to contact or if they seem cool enough, like they would do or likely to do an interview I message them. I write a nice message or something, or, or I know someone who knows them who, you know, will tell me if they're up for doing interviews kind of like this. And then I ask them, okay, well, when's a good time? And then I ask for a photo. Would you like to make the, the art for it? And then to like edit the episode and then it's upload and that's a process. Hmm. And then when I started thinking about the rad culture stuff, the stuff about pop culture, the problem was, is that, wait a minute, there's no work in progress. It's like, write the script. Now what? <laughs> I guess uh, shoot the video or wait, wait, wait. You know, then I have to keep on thinking, okay, what do I do next? And that's kind of where it's at. And I mean, okay. it's a little, I have to, I, what I think I have to do, it's sort of like what they say, what's that triangle? The, you can only choose two, fast, cheap, or good. You mm-hmm. have to pick two of them. You can't pick all three. It's either got to be good and cheap, fast and good, or one of those mm. for good and cheap probably going to be good probably trying to shoot for good and cheap but probably it's going to have to be fast and good otherwise nothing's going to be made mm-hmm. well it's it's the um especially when you start growing with with a podcast or anything really it's um it's a problem everyone faces is scale scaling up scaling up in production value and quality and and quickness or whatever you know and if you're doing this all by yourself yeah it's going to you're probably not going to be able to produce it quickly if you want it quality. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, there comes a point where you're you'll have to um, scale up and you know hire an assistant to help you out with with certain things. You know? Um, yeah. No, it so. might become like that. I'm not sure because I have a bunch of scripts in the works. Mm. But I mean, another thing, it's sort of like it's like with journalism. Like when I had uh, Patrick Saint Michel on the show. Yeah. I was asking him like all these kind of stupid questions about journalism because I figured he seemed nice enough to answer my dumb questions about <laughs> journalism because yeah. he works for the, he like writes part time for the 
maybe full time. I'm not sure exactly. I should have him on again. But he writes for the Japan Times, okay. and um, I would ask him things. So, how do you write articles? Like, how do you put them together? Like, and he like he says, well, it sounds like this is journalism 101 here. And he was pretty much telling me that um, you have to always take you can take a lot of old stories. You can have a bunch of old stories floating around, but mm. you always, you always kind of have to repurpose them. So it goes along with what, what's going on in the world or like what's going on in the, you know, the zeitgeist of our times. Right. So I, I what that's part of what I need to do. And I, that's another thing is also finding my voice, but maybe another thing with that is I just need to start <laughs> and just say, fuck it. Which I probably will eventually do, but that's, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's where yeah. I'm at. I think um, we're very similar in that regard is, uh, at least for me, sometimes I get in my own head like, oh, I, I want it this way, and I don't want to put anything out unless it's this way. But until you do it, you can't really, at least for me, it's like and until I actually start putting stuff out, I can't, it, that actually helps me figure out where I want to steer, how I want to do things. That helps me figure it out is when I, actually produce something because then i'll say okay i look back on that i go nah that one that one went really well but this one not so much right so i'll do more of this sort of thing right so yeah um i think you know in the beginning of course you want to make quality content but if uh, if you want to get anywhere you just have to keep making stuff you know and, and if so and if something is not successful and not good don't don't not don't let that stop you from making stuff. Just, um, just continue on and, and, and I guess learn from that, you know? So. Yeah. What do they call that? Perfection paralysis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of get caught in that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, eventually I'll get to that stage. I mean, it is a thing I kind of want to pursue because uh, in one of my earlier videos or podcasts or episodes or whatever you want to call it, I was talking about setting goals for the entire year mm -hmm. and I was thinking there's a lot of these creators. I might be able to get on the show. Like I might be able to, if I send them a nice message and, you know, I approach them right way, I could probably get them to talk about, you know, what it is, whatever it is they've created. Like uh, one name I've, I've been saying over and over again, and I'm contemplating about how to contact him is like the creator of Earthworm Jim, Doug Tenapel. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a couple of others like the, one of the writers for the Sonic the Hedgehog cart, uh, comic book, mm -hmm. Ken Penders. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking maybe a way to contact him, but anyway. I, so yeah, what I would just say to that is just, just do it. Just ask. Yeah. And, I mean, and yeah. that's, that's how I've, you know, Shia LaBeouf said it best. Yeah. <laughs> that listen to that man behind the green screen. Right. So <laughs> But really, I mean, so the, the best approach that I found is ask, but also offer something in return. Yeah, yeah you know? that's always good. And yeah, and it's usually usually been met positively um, in that sense. So um, out of all the people that I've asked, I've, I've only actually been turned down for an interview maybe like twice. So um, really, yeah, yeah. So um, and it was nothing to do with they, they were just. Uh, that's just not my thing, you know, so which I respect in that sense. But um, yeah, well, you got John McAfee on the show. That was pretty cool. And all that required <laughs> was just to ask, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you had to like write a formal letter, right? 
No, I just emailed his PR no? rep. Yeah, well, I mean, it like, was it oh, was you, polite. Oh, you emailed his PR rep. All right. Yeah, I mean, it was it was polite, <laughs> you, know, like, you know. But yo, it, dog, I got this pod thing. You want to do it? Yeah, right. No, I, I mean, it wasn't like that. But I, I basically, you know, just contacted his his media rep, which is his wife, by the way, and um, they were like, "Yeah, Mr. McAfee is available at this time, this day, this met this method. Are you cool with that?" I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "All right, let's set it up." So. Um, Does I he mean, do a he, lot of podcasts. I've actually never really looked. Uh, not anymore. He's he's been in a Spanish prison for a while, so he's waiting. Right, you talked about that. I remember yeah, that. He's being he's waiting on extradition um, to the U.S. It's for tax evasion, but he doesn't even owe any taxes because he doesn't pay taxes. So um, he has no like at, like money generated in the U.S. So they can't really get him on on taxes. So it's um, he says it's for another reason. So. Right, right, but right. Yeah, that's he, a good interview. I should listen to that one again. Yeah, it's uh, he goes off on some uh, some interesting places, but uh, it, yeah, it's it's very fascinating. He was very fascinating to, to to talk with. So it was um, nice little feather in my cap in my early earlier days. I thought, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, but no, like, what has been your most like uh, rewarding thing that you've gotten from podcasting? Because um, it, it's it's. For me, it's it's uh, it's been really entertaining just talking to new and cool people. You know, uh, what about you? Oh, uh, what's been the most rewarding part of it? Yeah, because um, yeah. you said you started off as like a pet project, right? So yeah, uh, I guess the most rewarding thing about it is just being able to get um, the newer guests for the show. Because like, mm -hmm. it, it, I don't know, with my life in general, when I've you know as I've gotten older. Uh, and been interested, you know, because if you maybe you've been following my YouTube page for a while, I've always had an interest in making film and making movies. But of course, that's always a pipe dream, especially because you have to like when you're going to make a movie, you have to do it like you mean it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't you have to really fucking want it. You can't like just say, oh, maybe I'll make a movie someday. You know, no, no, no. You can't say that. You have to like organize everything. You have to organize the actors, especially like if you can't find a producer to help you out with your films. So a lot of the time, like I, I would be, you know, looking for stuff to figure out like, okay, well, how do I make a film? How do I write a, a decent screenplay? How do I make, you know, how do I make my photos look neat? You know, that, that sort of thing. And I, you know, I'd run across a couple of books. Like one was, uh, I think I have it here. Yeah, here it is. It's a good one. Uh, this book. Um, Which Lie Did I Tell by William Goldman. Mm. He also wrote another one called Adventures in the Screen Trade, which is also pretty good. D just died recently. Um, That's a shame. Yeah, well, he was like, he was really old, though. Like, he was late 90s. But, um, no, he wrote the story about, because he, he's written so many books and screenplays. Like, I'm sure you've heard of, like, The Princess Bride. He mm -hmm. wrote the, I think it was, was it not Lion in the Winter, some story about lions with what's his name not kirk douglas michael douglas in it and val kilmer can't remember the name of the movie oh but he said when he was like he was writing a bunch of stories a lot of the time like when he'd write these stories he'd always want he'd have tons of questions and one time he met up with this lion tamer and he just starts asking him all these questions like how how often do you lion tame mm-hmm like, how did you get interested in this? Right. He right. just, you just shot them with all these questions. And he said, this is part of how I learned to be a better writer 
was just to just constantly ask questions and be very interested about what it is I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And he goes on about talking to this lion tamer. He says, have you ever gotten, have you ever been like, you know, hurt by any of the lions? And I guess he was like wearing like black glasses or something at the time when he was asking him and like, and he took off his glasses and there's like this huge scar in his eye. He says, just once I almost got killed by a lion. <laughs> like, Damn. wow. Damn. I'm like, that, that, that story was great. I mean, he's really good at telling stories. Mm. So that's partially why I thought, you know, this is something I could do. Yeah. This is, I could just, I love at talking to people like mm. something like this. And, you know, podcasting is starting to become more of a thing. You know, because everybody has a podcast, quote unquote, you know, like comedians, uh, I don't know, for any kind of topic that you're interested in, yeah. but not anything, but a lot of things. And so I figured, you know, why come Japan would be a great opportunity to get like creatives on the show mm -hmm. to just talk about how it is they make the, what it is they do. And because sometimes, you know, the best thing you can always do from watching other people is learning how they make it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you, you can always apply the advice that they give you as well right right well i mean what would they say um you know all good artists you know take take from previous works in some way you know it's uh oh, it's they not, steal yeah yeah i mean um but that's that's with everything like there's there's really not a lot of original originality in left in this world um in terms of new things it's just a new way to approach an older thing you know what i mean yeah like, yeah so um because podcasts aren't really new the medium is is fairly new but talking to people has been around since the big you know since we learned to communicate you know it's a uh, um this format has gone through different phases even in the modern era you know like um radio and then tv uh you know like the the in the sixties and seventies, they had, you know, these TV shows where people would just sit down and just have discussions on TV. Yeah. And you don't, yeah. you don't see that yeah. anymore. You know, um, that's true. That's yeah. true. They used to have those and used to watch those on CNN with my mom. They don't right. have those anymore. Mm. And then I, I know, um, you know, like recently uh, Larry King died and I, I, you know, as goofy as he looked like with the suspenders and stuff, I always really enjoyed listening to his interviews because he he always had really great interviews with with anyone he talked to i thought so um he he was actually it, it's it's weird to say like pretty inspirational you know yeah Larry, did Larry you ever watch his himself. uh did you ever see his interview with eric andre what no he he talked <laughs> oh, oh my god yeah i gotta see this now so yeah. it's like a millennial talking to a boomer <laughs> great because uh, eric andre's like he's He's in a world of his own. He, he's he's the he's a troll for sure, but like he's he's the anti talk show host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen his uh, stand up special though? I have not. I should watch uh, that. It's on, I don't it's really on watch Netflix. Stand up. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Netflix. Any good? Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. Um, one of the cool things he did was he took some audience member's smartphone and just FaceTimed the guy's mom. And got her oh, on really? this big screen and then like he started telling raunchy jokes and like she could see the audience and like they could see her reaction and stuff and he made a whole bit out of just a random facetime with some guy's mom so wow it was um you'd never know what direction that could have gone but it turned out really entertaining yeah it was really entertaining so right well you've seen the eric andre show right oh yeah oh yeah 
It's yeah, like I, I I'm just watching some of the stuff. Like, how does he come up with this idea? Because yeah. it, it seems like because I've seen some video essays on Eric Andre where they say mm -hmm. things like he's like Bugs Bunny. You know, he's like he constantly, you know, he breaks the logic of every situation. Yeah. You know, you'd think that like it's going to start off. You think logically, OK, well, this is a talk show. It's going to he's going to do a stand up. And then the stand up becomes one of these things where he shoots Hannibal Burgess. And then he just has this whole he gets really contemplative about, wait a minute, who killed Hannibal? <laughs> then it right. go, cuts to the next like that segment. became a meme too yeah. right yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um no like when i first happened upon his um his show you know it was on the like, adult swim it, it still is right like he's still making it i think well, but... he made the fifth season which i haven't seen yet i need to mm -hmm. binge that probably at some point but the, they're the all on well most of them are on youtube anyway but like when i first saw it you know some of a lot of his guests didn't know especially in the early oh, yeah that's yeah, that's the beauty that, of it that's the beauty of it but some of them yeah. were in on it. like tyler the creator had to be in on it like because he kind of played along with it you know but, oh yeah, yeah well because he was like he was expecting everything mm -hmm. and do you remember that like because he he shows up and he like he opens he opens up the desk he looks around everywhere you know <laughs> no but even ones like who was it seth rogan knew yeah that something was going to happen but he still found a way to piss seth rogan off i think so <laughs> yeah he yeah. yeah, you know, I guess I could tell the fifth season really started to change because, like, he started to get really mean. <laughs> yeah, um, the 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 one um, with the one with Jack Black was good because Jack Black played along with it, even though he wasn't he he knew something was going to happen, but he didn't know what, yeah. and so he just took every uh, thing with stride. I think they did whippets on on this on the show. Yeah, yeah, where they suck the nitrous oxide and get you know really high, so. Um, oh, did they? That yeah, yeah. Like they do whippets on there, and then like he starts freaking them out by like having random animals crawling up in the ceiling and like, like a bird flying around, and Jack Black's like, like trying to dodge bird shit and everything. So, um, <laughs> like, and also giving like electric shocks. Yeah. Like every time he lies or something, that, he says, "What's your address? Tell us your address." Was that was that Jack Black? Yeah, that was Jack Black. Wasn't yeah, that was it? Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. He broke him. Yeah. I'm like wow that's pretty good it's pretty yeah. good it's mean but mm. it's pretty good but yeah it's funny that you you brought that up they say he's comparing him to bugs bunny i never saw it that way but it's very interesting um i can see the comparisons in to, to bugs bunny that's a where, where'd you read that at uh it's like some youtube video i could share it oh, with okay. you okay put it on yeah. the discord yeah. or something so yeah so um you, you talked a little bit about your creative process um, that uh, what was the book you showed about um, uh, before the show about the uh, the artists? Oh, that one I was talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the one by Austin Kleon called Steal Like an Artist. Mm -hmm. He wrote two other books. Oh, no, I guess three. The other book was Show Your Work. The other one is Keep Keep Going, I think. Mm. I think keep Going. Yeah. And then one like Steal Like an Artist Journal. Um, I mean, there's kind of self-helpy kind of stuff, but I mean, okay. in terms of like creativity, if you need like a little pick me up, you know, mm -hmm. like you feel like oh, I'm feeling creatively burnt out. It's a good thing to read, you know, uh, if you're if you're like, OK, well, how do I be creative in this you know, situation? Like I need some advice. I need some, you know, something to get me going. Right. And that's, it's great for that. So, I mean, maybe I shouldn't dunk on self-help books so much because it's really easy to dunk on them you know because sometimes they are 
there's a uh, lot of bullshit. Valuable. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there is a lot of bullshit out there. There really is. Well, there's a lot of, there is a lot of good value in a lot of that stuff, but there's also a lot of bullshit. So you got to know, you know, what to take from it and what to leave. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Everybody mm-hmm. likes money. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, have you ever, um, what was it? Um, have you ever heard of the book, The War of Art? By Stephen Pressfield. Oh yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah. Pressfield. Yeah, I've read that. Yeah, yeah. I love the first half of it. The second half, I fell asleep. The f- the uh, the first half of it's really interesting, and then once he starts getting into like the muse thing, I thought mm, it's not bad. Yeah, it's his, just like you said, it, it's just kind of mm, okay. But I think it was just stuff like because he started off pretty strong when he was talking about like the power of like resistance, like how you're always mm-hmm. resistant to do something, yeah. and that's very true. So, I mean, I, I definitely got that. I mean, uh, I liked how the intro is done by, uh, what's his name here? I have his book too. Robert McKee, mm. the one who wrote Story. Like he does an intro for the Stephen Pressfield uh, War War on Art or War of Art or whatever it's called. Yeah, the, the War of Art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you read this book, I mean, some people hate this book because they think that it's like pretentious and it's hollywood garbage but i think it's really good i mm. personally love it it's quite and thick it is thick mm. um but it's it, like if if you ever wanted to know how do i write a normal screenplay it's a good place to start mm. uh it'll give you a, a general idea you'll feel like you're ready to start writing after you've read it yeah but yeah. um yeah no he did a little intro for that and i said okay this is probably going to be good because if you know he doesn't seem like a person who slacks off, but he talks about how he slacks off in the first intro. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like what I found, uh, you know, a lot about these um, writers about like self-help and everything, even if they're not promoting it as self-help is they always talk about, they used to be this way, but now they're not. And this is how they got over that. And I always found that really fascinating that these are flawed people too. They just, found a key to their success, you know, and maybe it could work for you, you know, if you apply some of these principles. So um, that was, yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, that's, I mean, yeah, as as a human beings, we're all flawed. So that's definitely a thing. So you talked about, um, what was it you said last year, like you, you planned like your whole goals for, for the whole year or something, but um, what did you do that for this year or like, what, what do you have in, Oh, no, no. I did that for this year. Not so much last year. Okay. Okay. It was mostly after the the abroad in Japan interview that I started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, what is your, like, how do you break it down? Like, do you have like a huge overall goal that you want to achieve and then like mini goals on that or like many, uh, separate goals that you hope to achieve throughout the year? Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of the thing. I guess the biggest thing is like, I was, as I was saying in that episode, um, I was watching this three-hour interview with Lauren Lenning, the creator mm-hmm. of Oddworld, yeah. and he was talking about how what you really need to do is because he was talking about how what's his name Masayoshi Kon or something's mm-hmm. name, the CEO of SoftBank. They asked him, "What's the key to your success? How did you become the person that you are today?" And he just said two words: "Think big." And he said that for him, what that really meant was is you need to always be thinking bigger. Uh, thinking in bigger scale, mm-hmm. not always be thinking in like the smaller scale. Because I'm always kind of thinking in the smaller scale, because it's easy to like get like smaller attainable goals, 
like, okay, I want to get this many followers on Twitter or something or whatever, like something attainable. Like, let's say for me, I'm at like what, 600 or something like 700. That's pretty attainable, right? Write a bunch of, write to a bunch of funny people, find a couple of communities, boom, done. Right. That's pretty easy. Um, But in general, just having some sort of goals set to like go to a bigger goal or that lead to a bigger goal, because it's a little uh, daunting, you Mm. know, to, say set a big goal but have no idea how to get there say like i want to be president of the united states by the time i'm 37 you know (laughs) wow you know that's 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 very ambitious of you (laughs) yeah you know it's like how does that even look like like how would i even what would where would i begin where would i start i mean especially like i mean i also also too like you really have to kind of have a vision for some of this and once you have like a set vision for like what it is you're looking to do and what you want to do, mm. it gets it a, it's a little bit easier to get, you know, your, yourself started. Like I'm still doing this for myself. Like I'm still trying to figure out what goals do I need to be setting for myself? What do I need to be doing to get me to the bigger step in my life? Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be getting to that step, I need to think about uh, the process, like what, what do I need to be doing in this day and that day? I mean, I, I know this kind of sounds like I'm overthinking it mm. in a way, but it's a lot better than just like, you know, you're sitting there during New Year's drinking your wine and you're like, fuck, what did I do this year? Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to have that experience again. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, man. Like, like yeah, you got to you got to have steps to follow you can't just float around and expect your the goal that you have set it's not like uh, the secret where you can just oh i'm, I'm imagining okay. imagining what i want and i'll get it no you got well, there like, is some truth to that but yeah but what they don't tell you is yes that's good you have a vision but you got to do the work to get there you know that's uh it's, it's not just going to magically appear for you if you think about it, you know, like right. what, what the purpose is of, of that, what the message is supposed to be is have a have a want, have a burning desire. And because you have that, you will do the things you need to do to get there. To yeah. attain it, you know what I mean? It's not just going to magically appear out of, oh, whoa, here it is, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So Was that the self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah. So that is. Yeah, it's fine to have that because it, it leads to like, you know, makes you live more positive and gives you a vision. But yeah, mm. um, when you apply it to everything, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's sort of like, oh, I have cancer. It's okay. I think positively. <laughs> like, no. Well, I Go mean, to chemotherapy, depends, figure out something. Depends on what stage you're at, you know. So Yeah, that too, yeah. you know. Damn, so, dark. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it is dark, but I'm just saying that it's, I don't know. People yeah, ask yeah. me sometimes, like, why do you like so many dark stories, so many dark movies and dark humor? Mm. And I'm like, hey, I like to look at the reality of life. You know, I want yeah. to understand what's the worst thing that could possibly happen to me, you know, in terms of this. So at least I'm aware of it. I'm conscious of it. Right. I mean, maybe this is like an ethical thing, but. It's sort of like, would you rather know that there's neo-Nazis in the world or would you rather just censor them, you know? Yes, yes, right? That sort like, of thing. Keep them in the public sphere, I think. Let them be yeah. known. Don't let, don't shove them underground, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I understand that, like, probably censorship in some regards, it's, like, inevitable. It's pretty hard to avoid, like, not censoring someone. Like, even, there's even, like, stuff like self-censorship where people mm. are self-censoring themselves because they're worried about certain information getting yeah. out there. Yeah. Hold that thought. Uh, actually, um, if you want to take an opportunity to talk about your podcast... I yeah, sure. To, I have to step out for a second. I'll be right back. Okay. So, um, yeah, sure. Intermission with Radley. Okay. Um, yeah, be sure to uh, like, follow, subscribe. Be sure to give Shay some stars. If you're not giving some stars, give him some reviews. Tell him what your favorite podcast was of his. Um, things you'd like to see. This is something all creators would like to see for... Uh, their podcast this is like a it's gold to them if you want to give if you like listening to this is this is good you know sounds for your ears yeah we definitely appreciate that feedback um like uh other things are like you know participating in comments if anything that's coming in your head whether it's positive or negative it's really great to hear back from people um I think a lot of the time, sometimes people are, you know, there's often the saying that like, if you have something, if, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, I mean, I slightly agree, but I also disagree because you should probably, you know, uh, people need to hear things. I mean, like the, the bigger you get on the internet, the more criticism you're going to receive. So you, you're going to have to just bring it on. You got to bring it in to your life and, you know, accept the criticism that's coming towards you and figure out, uh, what you're gonna do with it? Otherwise, you end up like creators like um, <coughs> Tokyo Drew. Um, anyway, but yeah. So uh, man, I got a terrible cough. I do not have coronavirus. So uh, that was uh, it's like my throat or something. It was dry. Didn't kind of it's a little itchy. But uh, yeah. So right now I'm planning on working on making the Why Come Japan website so make it look a little more flashy give him like a newsletter, that sort of thing. Cause I've been kind of aping the style of Japan by river cruise. And actually I have a couple of their stickers. I got a few of them here. Uh, one right here and one right here. Got them from Bobby judo. Oh, Bobby judo. Huh? Yeah. Have you been listening to his new podcast or this is not new anymore. It's been well, around for more than a year. Yeah, I, I knew he had one. Um, uh, I haven't got around to uh, to listening to it yet, though. Um, what's yeah, it's the, good. Uh, it's good. Yeah? Mm -hmm. He has a lot more blue checkmark people on his show. So well, he, he's <laughs> that's also, how you know you're doing well in the podcast sphere. Right. Well, uh, he's uh, he's he's kind of made a little name for himself out in Kyushu. You know. He's, yeah, that's true. He's also he, in television. I'm sure that really helps. That, yeah, that's you know? that's what I mean. He's uh, he's he's a uh, more of a public figure than uh, than we are. So, but uh, did you um, what's the deal with the uh, the Kings of Kanto thing? I, that's what I wanted to kind of <laughs> ask you about. Yeah. What, 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 what's King that whole deal? Kanto. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I can talk about that. Okay. Um, no, it's actually King of Kanto, which is kind of funny because okay. it makes it. And when I first heard about them, I thought it was Kings of Kanto. Yeah. Like it makes it sound like they're the people who judge, you know, cringy content. Right. But no, no, no. The The concept of it is, is, is that the King of Kanto is a podcast about. It's basically what I'm saying, what we were talking about earlier is, mm. is that there's just so much Japan related content 
and a lot of it is just milk toast. A lot of it is just very mundane and there's not a lot of creativity behind it because like I said earlier in 2009, you could film yourself going to the Convini, getting a Kit Kat bar and people would love it. They'd eat it up because, you know, uh, I think one, one of the things is that YouTube, it kind of gives you a glimpse into like entertainment that's like really amateurly produced mm. and it's very easy to watch it opposed to like something that's heavily produced like a netflix show right and it's very different i mean like nowadays i mean there was like the asmr videos that came out a little while ago but they aren't really a thing anymore i mm. want to argue that but maybe it is i'm not sure no, they're still around they're just you know more niche it's not as big as it was i think no, i'd no, argue no, that right. it's not as big mm -hmm. but that was sort of like an example of a thing that Hollywood wasn't doing. I mean, of course, they kind of got into it later, and then I think Hollywood kind of ruined it. Like, hey, I'm doing ASMR too. Hey, yeah. kids, I'm I'm uh, I'm your boomer dad. Yeah, boomer dad well, yeah. says that ASMR is cool too. Yeah, you Hollywood's know? always pretty late to, you know, to things at this point. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, so you had a bunch of the yeah, like early 2009, 2010, 2011. The more and more YouTube's around, and people are you know foreigners are making content about. Um, this sort of mundanity of life because you know a lot of us we don't have huge production crews we just have you know our mundane lives right where and you know some a lot of people like sometimes they're held back by like wherever they're living where they can't experience these mundane things other places of the world and you know they'd love to live in japan they'd love to get you know kind of a, a simple job teaching english where they take a year break or so or whatever and that's kind of like it feeds and has an audience that becomes content mm -hmm. that's why people watch it mm -hmm. but and then you have a bunch of people who've been living here for a long time and which have been growing in numbers who are just they're getting really tired of seeing the same content i mean you and me included we're just yeah. we're tired of it because we know what it's like like i don't need to know what like let's say our friend kevin like what he bought at the convenience store. I mean, okay, actually, no, I take that back. We do need to know what he, we bought at the convenience store because he always has something funny to say. Hmm. Um, let's just say, I don't know, something mundane. <laughs> something mundane that like you could see anywhere else. I guess if it was my friend, it'd be different. But like, it's just some some chick or some rando, girl comes yeah. to Japan, a rando. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get excited about some what some rando does that I don't know. That's something I could easily do myself. Yeah. And like, that's, that's, uh, that's kind of boring. Um, so that what it is, is you've had a lot of these creators. Some of them are kind of quote unquote, the word that's been come more and more used and more popular recently. is like cringy. Mm. You, know, you get a lot of these, these people who don't really know how to make content because they're not professionals they're amateurs. And it's just, it's so bad. It's just, it's bad, you know, <laughs> where like, they just they don't have any makeup on or they don't have any, they're like they're overweight or they're losing their teeth or they're going bald or, you know, like bad habits. Like a lot mm. of these, you know what they say? Like we always see the bad habits first before <laughs> we actually see the good habits. Yes. So, so it's like if you're displaying yourself to the world like these people we don't know and you're showing people like your five teeth or <laughs> how morbidly obese you are. You know, people are going to comment on that, you know, because uh, as you probably know, the Internet's not a nice place sometimes. No, it's not. No, no. Especially if you uh, if you know the anonymous hacker 4chan, mm. you know, and his uh, 
<laughs> from the band K-pop. <laughs> if you uh, get that reference. Oh yeah, yeah. K-pop. Fox News. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so what it basically is is like a bunch of friends. They just got together and they say, "Man, this this content is so cringy. Let's just talk about it." And you know, and like let's let's uh, talk about how much uh, we can't stand it. And that sort of thing and that's basically what the podcast is yeah and i think like for the very first beginning they made a couple of episodes where they didn't know what really what they were doing because they started talking about a random amount of topics like mm. things like uh the last of us part two because you know it was very controversial you know i guess i think like they kill off the main character oh sorry spoilers they kill off one of the main characters i haven't played sorry. either game so yeah. i'm okay. sorry dude <laughs> Fuck, I, i'm sorry but you know what i probably if i haven't played it by now yeah you know. yeah i guess that's fair that's fair um yeah they kill off one of the main characters and then you play as like a, a one of the the bad guys you play one, one of the nemesis oh that's cool everybody they hated it because oh. like they said, oh, it's this female empowerment bullshit. It's this SJW bullshit, that sort of thing. And everybody, mm. not everybody. If some it fits people, the it narrative, very... there's no problem with that, though. You know, like if it shoehorned yeah. in, obviously, yeah, it's it's a problem. But if it if, if it actually makes sense in the story, then I don't see a problem with that, to be honest. But right. You, you know, know, I mean, it's it, it was polarizing, basically. Okay. And okay. so they kind of started off talking about that. And then now they've kind of built a brand to where. Um, I don't think they like this um, comparison, but mm. I don't really care because I won't always want to be the neutral party. But yeah. I, oh, as, I'm, as I'm finding out, being neutral is pretty difficult. Yeah, Switzerland. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, basically, it's kind of like it's become this thing where it's now just it's like tabloids. It's like tabloid mm. podcasting, basically, because a lot of it is like gossip and misinformation and it's funny. It's very funny. Very, very funny. But so crass. <laughs> yeah, so I interviewed them. Yeah. Yeah, wait, mm -hmm. what's up? I was, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, there's there's not necessarily anything wrong with being crass. It's, uh, But tabloid, yeah, I mean, that's um, there, there comes a point where it's like the difference between, you know, being entertaining and just being like, you know, like just that's just too much you know like a uh, national Enquirer or um weekly world news type stuff. i didn't get weekly world news is kind of entertaining just but by how absurd it is but this is more like, like national bad boy bad yeah, boy bad, lives yeah. again yeah or like uh clinton's <laughs> aliens and all that you know so yeah they don't do that anymore now it's just like uh celebrity gossip shit oh is it okay yeah I think yeah. so. I mean, you remember this. Maybe like you go to Walmart or something and you go to mm. the checkout counter and you see who's dating who. You're like, oh, that, they've always had that. Yeah. But angry. Weekly World News was always like the bizarre one. I always bought that one. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, that one Bill, was fun. Bill Clinton meets space aliens. I'm like, see, I, I, I like absurd shit like that. But like J-Lo. Oh, I like that, too. Yeah. J-Lo, who Jennifer Aniston's dating or something I'm like who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know, like let. That's their personal business, but some people love well, celebrity I'll gossip. I'll tell you who gives a fuck. Oh. Women. The women who shop at the, you know, yeah. these uh, supermarkets. They care. Yeah, well, because I mean, you, there's, you, there's an audience for everything, you know. So. Yeah, no, it's interesting, like, finding out, 
like because sometimes I have to I watch certain shows like in Japan recently. Mm. I was watching the show yesterday. Like the show is obviously for women who are over 30 and they're having a midlife crisis. So they're borderline midlife crisis. Uh, <laughs> I just I find this interesting because I know who the demographic is. You can, um, you can spot it, can't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can spot it. Right. Um, like there's this scene where like there's this it starts off. This, this is hilarious. There's this Japanese woman who's on the toilet. And she's okay. reaching for toilet paper, like, you know, because there's no more toilet paper in like the uh, side. Mm-hmm. And she's having this like huge dilemma of like, oh, I want to pick up the toilet paper that's above the shelf, but I don't want all of the toilet paper to like fall all over the place. I just want to get one. <laughs> and it's like this huge scene of just her doing this. And I'm like, if this was a man, I'm like, okay, it'd be funny, like dumb and dumber type shit, right? Yeah, but this yeah. is a woman, you know, <laughs> some 30-year-old woman and her her husband's like a complete asshole and like her kids are like having trouble in school or something and I'm sounds like, like something that'd be a lifetime you know yeah and then lifetime i forgot and then somebody's you know? yeah and then somebody's dying or something in the show i forgot who was or no no somebody died and they're grieving over their death and i'm like this is i can tell who this exactly is made for mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. same thing with the tabloids that you yeah. see in the supermarket this is for people who want to see, you know, celebrity lifestyles um, who are, you know, they're out of their grasp. They can't really, you know, access no. these these life. They'd love to have that life. They'd love to be banging Russell Crowe or maybe not now, <laughs> probably back then. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sign, sign, sign of the times we grew up in is you yeah, know, exactly. We, we start naming these people. But so <laughs> yeah, king, right. king of Kanto. So you said they've how they become sort of tabloidish and like crass like but can you give an example like of um how what what you're describing in a way uh yeah it's uh well i'd have to think about it but it's not spoilers the thing is it's certain, yeah. well because i mean obviously they they kind of start off with like talking about um like the way people look you okay. know and it's okay. just like you know like for example one of the guests i wanted to have on my show uh, Oriental Pearl, uh, mm-hmm. who does like prank videos, and yep. like, guess what? I can speak Chinese, bitches. Well, she doesn't say that, but mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I can speak Japanese. You didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yo. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Right. And I mm. wanted to have her on my show, and of course, I interviewed King of Kanto the the week prior or oh, two weeks man. prior or something. Yeah. And she was not a fan of that episode because like they're saying things like oriental plural sounds like a butt plug like a big butt plug (laughs) she did not like that (laughs) like i don't be like it's funny it's funny but it's just sort of like (laughs) it's sort of like if you said this to somebody's face i don't think they'd like it very much yeah you know (laughs) they're not going to make too many friends in that sphere if they're just constantly attacking people but um Um, i mean uh go on sorry maybe that's what they're Maybe that's the that's the shtick that they want. Maybe they want the notoriety. Oh no no, it, it it's you know? totally a th- it's totally a thing. It's just like uh you know like TMZ has an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all these tab the Spa, Weekly Playboy, mm-hmm. Friday, they have an audience. People watch it. They like that kind of shit. They eat it up. So so, so basically, you had them on, and then they were saying that, and then that's kind of how it, you think it kind of blew up in your face so well because i think at that time they didn't really know what kind of podcast they wanted to become Mm -hmm. 
like they're kind of like figuring out like what it is we're watching because you know we're getting tired of seeing the same thing over and over again of these J vloggers and I, I totally get it you know and um I, I think a lot of it what it the way it is that they they put their show together it's just a lot of people don't appreciate the way they're depicted on the show I see because I think a lot of the time that because I was talking to Oriental Pearl uh, privately and she was saying things, no, 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 they got this wrong. They got that wrong. I can't, I can't think of exact great examples. Mm -hmm. I mean, examples off the top of my head, but she was saying like, there's a lot of things that they got wrong. And what's interesting is I, I listened to the show. I mean, some, I've been, I uh, been an avid listener. Before, I mean, I guess I still am, but I mean, sometimes it's a little too much gossip for me. It's a little okay. too negative, but I still avidly listen, you know, when it comes up in my feed, I always listen to it, but um, basically every episode kind of begins with uh, them, you know, taking in sort of the inform the first information they see. Because one time they did one episode on Chris O'Connor, the guy who started Tokyo Creative. Are you familiar with that? Um, yeah, I've heard the name floating around. But uh, yeah, Tokyo I, Creative, it was like, imagine, I mean, no disrespect. To, well, no, maybe 100% disrespect because he he fucked up the company. So uh oh, okay. <laughs> and he never took up the he never took the responsibility for it. Okay, because I mean, I talked to Chris Broad about this and he says, you know what? I'm just fed up. I'm just going to say it right here in this podcast because I'm just going to get angry at, you know, Chris O'Connor. <laughs> I should clip that one. I should get some good uh, views off that. Yeah, I'm like, man. holy shit, he's talking about it. Yeah, no, mm. I never clipped it. Anyway, um, Chris O'Connor started Tokyo Creative, and basically he was—he's like a trust fund kid who he has like a rich mom and a rich dad, yeah. and they—he kind of just loved the idea of YouTube. He loved the idea of like you know YouTube creators, and he wanted to start a uh, kind of like I guess a resource for like these big name YouTubers. So like that they, you know, this is their thing. He was thinking, I'm guessing this was his thought process that, oh, if we have this many followers and this much of a following, we can turn this into money, right? Mm. But of course, you know, as you learn, as you of us both know, you and I, um, <laughs> there's no money in YouTube. There's no money in any of this stuff. Mm. I mean, not right now anyway, or maybe there never will be, who knows? But uh, that's why he kind of, he fucked off to Korea and he said, you know, I'm done with this. Or I guess the company was falling apart. Mm -hmm. And so King of Kanto did a whole episode about this. They did all the, he, uh, what's his name? The guy, Jay, he did research on it and they were very, you know, or at least the other two co-hosts, was it Nick and Cam? They were very unamused of all the research done mm. and they preferred the misinformation or like the the soundbite information and kind of dunking on that. Of course, it's more fun. Sure, yeah. it's more fun to like poke at misinformation and, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Information that's floating out there that may be true or kind of true. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's there's some creators that don't appreciate it when you get things wrong about them. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, there's a difference between like shitting on someone for a legit reason or for you know, um, perceived reason on your end, but then actually choosing to present the wrong information about them is, yeah, that's a, you know, that's kind of misleading and that's, that's a bit of a dick move, I think, you know, no matter how well, bad they may be, you know, because yeah, li mean, it's uh, lying. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, uh, I mean, and sometimes it's more fun to talk about the misinformation, more fun to talk about the lie, but <laughs> as long as it's acknowledged, yeah. that, uh, you know, I don't know, but like, but that's so, the thing is, how do you prove it's a lie or not? Yeah, I mean, if it's like damaging someone's reputation, though, maybe that's kind of, um, don't they? Have, I don't know about Japan, but I know uh, there's laws against that sort of stuff, you know, slander. But uh, it's yeah. it hasn't reached that level, I, I'm assuming, right? Well, I mean, in in their defense. They do say on their show, every show, they say, you're welcome to come on the show and you're welcome to state your case about the truth, right? Good. But most of the time, I guess, what is it? TQ Sam did it once. <laughs> he went on the show. He did one on TQ Sam. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a show. And <laughs> then they recorded an episode with them. Then they put it behind a paywall. <laughs> they put the entire episode. Yeah. I wonder if, like, I wonder what the ethics is behind that. But mm. well, I don't know. no, he he presented his case. You know, we had him on. So. Yeah, but you have to pay for it just to hear what you know what the what the truth is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that You're, was smart in terms of capitalism. Oh yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, like, I, yeah, I had a different because um, I I admit I've never listened to a single episode. Um, I've just seen them kind of floating around and. Um, like I saw one of the thumbnails they had like Tokyo Drew or something on there. I thought, oh, they they chose him as their first guest, and apparently that's not what the show is about now. So <laughs> I was like, it's like, oh, Tokyo it's like, Drew. It's like, why, why would I want to hear about what Tokyo Drew has to say? But <laughs> you know, like, why Tokyo Drew thinks he's cringy? Yeah, is that <laughs> who you're referring? That. Yeah, was that who you're referring to with the, uh, the the teeth thing, by the way, or? No, no, I wasn't okay. referring to anybody. I was just oh, okay. Referring, I was thinking of that Sunny D and Rum girl, but ah, um, got it. Okay, because let me I, cover my ass, Shay. <laughs> hey, I, I, I have not. You haven't said anything, so yeah, no, it's true. It's yeah. true. So yeah, uh, misdirection, yeah. misdirection. I learned from the best. Exactly, Donald John Trump. <laughs> he is a really good misdirection guy. May, or may what do we call him, misdirector? Yes. Yeah, he was good at it. I learned a few things. He was definitely entertaining, and you could yeah, yeah, you could yeah. definitely learn some stuff from him. Um, I can I, see why people liked him. Oh, he's, it's funny. He's the, he has a way of controlling, like appealing to people in a in a yeah. charismatic way without being a very charismatic person. You know <laughs> what I mean? Way to put it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he has to have some sort of charisma, but yeah. like visually and everything, like there's nothing. He's the anti-charisma, you know. Like he's just a walking pustule of a human, but he's still able to gather this large, dedicated, really dedicated audience, you know. Like I love the way he had the, he talks. Like if you if you listen to like one of his rallies from beginning to finish, mm. have you ever done that? I I would put it on in the background. Just to see if he would okay. say something fucked up. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Well, because yeah. sometimes I I love the way he transitions between like topics. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. He's talking first. He like for example, like if I was to imitate Trump, he's like, for example, like we we Al Yankovic. Nobody likes him. Never will make best album. Never do that. You know, never as good as Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson's the best. You know, he he makes the best music. Even though he's an actor, he's really good. You know? Yes, yes. He, <laughs> like, he, did, he did something about, what was it, uh, talking about this, um, this, oh, it was like uh, one of the uh, the Navy, the Navy commanders who 
lost his position because of uh, the COVID situation on a Navy ship or something. And but anyway, Trump okay. was talking about it. He's like, he never should have lost his job. He was he was a he was an excellent helicopter pilot, and I know many helicopter pilots. And like you start going on about helicopters and shit, and I'm like, what does nothing to do with this guy? You know? <laughs> yeah, you know? no, it was entertaining. It was yeah. very entertaining. <laughs> And it's like just, watching uh, PewDiePie or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's, it'll be hard to find a platform that'll take him, but that's what he should do, man. It's just go on, make his own media um, thing after this, you know, because. Yeah, he people, really did it people, at that time. People will, will hate, people who hate him will still find a way to, to watch him. You know, that that's, that's what you know. That's how you know how powerful this guy could be is not only does he have loyal followers, but he has haters that he lives in their head rent free. That just, that's their whole life is to hate him, you know? And I'm like, I don't like the guy, but I'm like, you know, I don't, he doesn't control my life, you know? So, uh, it's definitely but, entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. It, well, he is on the apprentice. So, I mean, that didn't really change too much. So he knows how to do TV. Mm-hmm. He realized that I, I'm not I'm not sure how much credit I can give to him, but I'm pretty sure that that's how he ran the entire presidency, as we saw, yeah. is that he ran it like it was a TV show. Yeah. I mean, he look how many people he hired and fired. He goes, I only hire the best people. And then he fires most of them, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that say about anyway. you, dude? You know, but, um, but I mean, like he's I, I think we've digressed. Anyway, continue. Yeah, we, we went from. From that to King of Kanto to, get to Trump. Trump. But is there any, sorry, is there any other things you want to say about Trump? I don't mind talking about No, it. no, man. I mean, he's definitely an, an enigma. I, I think let's let it rest for a little bit with Trump because he's he's been front and center for like five years now. And maybe it's, he needs to chill out for a bit, you know, stay out Looking of the limelight. Looking forward to the, the Biden gaffes. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's going to be there's big ones. So, there's going to be some real big ones. I don't know there's going to be. There already are. I don't understand how... The me it's not really memes it's legit videos of him sniffing people and children and yeah. everyone's like oh he's just bite it I'm like no if anyone else did that to your child you would be fucking fuming you know like right don't let this old man sniff my kid that's gross i don't care yeah. what let, what politics you have that's it's it's fucking disgusting, man. Well, it so. seems like most politicians. I mean, like, I mean, I know this is generalization, but yeah. it seems like a lot of politicians like love think they can really do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, you remember the? I was talking to TKO Sam about this the other day. Like, you remember the George H. W. Bush thing, right? Like how he would grope women, like when they took yeah. pictures of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we go, I'm David Copperfield. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, he he's said such that a shit, silly dude. old man. Right? He said yeah. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wait what when the, and Stop you know i'm an old man i can do whatever i want and and then they they went hardcore after clinton for having an affair in the white house it's like yeah but that was a consensual thing yeah yeah he i mean there was cheating on his wife and everything which is not good but it, he didn't break any laws i guess you know until he lied about it so but right. he wouldn't have lied about it if, if – why was that even an issue? Like, I don't like Bill Clinton, but yeah. I, I think that was, like, the stupidest shit to go after him for. It's like, okay, you know, who? what president didn't have an affair probably, you know? He what just got I like caught. about that yeah. – what I like about that whole situation is that, you know, somebody could not keep that a secret. Linda Tripp. <laughs> You'd think that, like, yeah, they could not keep it a secret, mm. you know? 
<laughs> it's sort of like you think about state secrets or uh, U.S. secrets like Area 51. Mm. Like, okay, it's not real. Because if they can't keep a blowjob a secret, Area 51 is not a secret. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. It's like, yeah. Um, or if you want to get into conspiracy territory, it's, uh, you know, like oh, gatekeeper. This is where the podcast gets good. Yeah, so the gatekeeper type <laughs> shit. Like, it's controlled. Okay controlled uh, leakage if you will like it's a distraction like a lot of the that's what a lot of people say about how what trump was really good at is anytime a legit um issue came up with him that was really serious like he would intentionally say something fucked up to draw the attention away from that and put it onto his gaff or whatever he did you know like mm-hmm. about the um there was a rumor I think, more than the rumor but it was like um russia paid uh, bounty hunters in Afghanistan to kill U.S. soldiers, and Trump knew about it or something. And and to draw attention away from that, he he um, he retweets something about uh, these old country club boomers who um, who were uh, saying some Nazi slogan about in support of Trump, and he retweets it and leaves it up for four hours while he goes golfing. And then it's like, oh, I, I didn't know that that they were just you know my supporters and like. It totally drew attention away from a serious issue like, oh, did he know about, you know, these bounty hunters killing U.S. troops and didn't do anything about it? You know, like he was good at deflecting uh, attention away from from issues, even if it meant something negative against himself, you know. I wonder how many women he's cheated on. This is like the stuff you do to like, you know, misdirect women to make to like show them that you're not cheating on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like he, no 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 you don't know you don't know what i'm talking about no, no, no it's not that it's not that at all oh so basically he was just <laughs> gaslighting america the entire four years <laughs> yeah no he was good at it i mean you know there was a small sum of people that would actually believe it yeah you know <laughs> his biggest thing is like a lot of people say oh trump's racist and everything I, I i don't think trump himself is racist but he had a lot of followers who might fit into that category but he would never fully denounce that sort of thing. He would always be like, uh, do you denounce the the Proud Boys or something? Even though I don't think Proud Boys are racist, but um, he would say like, well, you know, I would uh, I would just say, you know, stand back and stand by, you know, like he would he would pussyfoot around controversial statements and not outright deny it, you know, and people would say, aha, he, he supports it. And he's, he learned how to not fully denounce it just to keep mm-hmm. them in his back pocket so to speak you know yeah no no yeah. it was it, that i think that's why he kept them around you know yeah. just to like you know let's say he make he fucks up somewhere in kurdistan or something and yeah. <laughs> it's like shit what do i do ah proud boys everybody yeah. hates them yeah <laughs> the, the poor boys the po boys yeah as, uh, biden called them right so apparently they were uh, uh their their leader was like a fbi informant as well so Oh really? Yeah, I didn't so, know that. Hmm. Like Whitey Bulger, you know. You know? Hmm. So hmm. yeah, they're all full of rats, you know. All of all of it, you know. So right. Uh, yeah, how do we get on to politics? Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, we digressed from King Akanto into uh, political territory. Yeah. So um, so well, what is it? Political political theater does very well on YouTube, so it, you should it does. SEO it does. the hell out of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but so King of Kanto, so. Um, Sorry, maybe I misunderstood. You had Oriental Pearl on before you had them on, and then they talked. No, shit about I never her, had or? Oriental Pearl on. I, uh, okay, she I got you. canceled because and of them. Re- 
because of them because she was worried about getting trolled i think i understand now how she was worried about getting trolled Mm. because i think what it is is that if i posted the video on youtube um some people would write comments who are fans of oriental pearl and then they would troll some of the i mean some of their followers and uh they would kind of troll some of pearl's followers you know and then make her lose trust in her quote-unquote brand but youtube youtube drama always you know it's stupid as it is it always ends up you know bringing eyes to both parties i think oh yeah no i mean that that video i uploaded on like i did an oopsie Mm -hmm. with having king of kanto on that video has done very well right you know i didn't want to do it because i don't want to talk about petty drama shit but at the same time, I think, you know, well, I know not a lot of people like this. I mean, it's always good to talk about as much about this as possible. Mm-hmm. I guess not everybody's going to listen to everything. But eventually people are going to event like with this whole Donald Trump stuff, we're all going to eventually piece it together about what they did, especially if you keep yeah. on repeating the same things and saying the same things over and over again. So they get kind of a better idea of like who I am as a person, like mm-hmm. my character and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They don't just think. Ah, he's a king of Kanto crony. You know, he he, right. he only looks for the he's looking for a chance to attack. You know, he's got fangs. You know, he's look, watch, waiting for them to bleed. You know, yes. it's not. I mean, what I'm trying to say here with that last episode was I make podcasts based upon others creativity, like what yep. we talked about earlier. Yep. It's all about, you know, the process, like respecting the process. How do we get better? Mm. And it's not about critiquing. Uh, like what they do, their brand is they critique other creators and they, they really go, they go hard on them. So their, their, their shtick is to be haters and they get attention for that. Right. Well, I mean, they, they don't like the term haters. They often talk about in the podcast, they, they chuckle at the idea of being called a hater. They're just, they're, they're, (laughs) they are critiques. They are auteurs as they said in my interview. So, like, the uh, thing with, uh, I saw something on uh, Twitter about, like, uh, Bobby Judo's podcast, like, he he and his host, uh, co-host, I don't know the guy's name, but they were critiquing. Oh, Ollie? Yeah, they were critiquing something about, like, Atsugiti Jason or something, and he, and a guest or someone got angry at them and said, you know, you can't criticize someone more successful than you, and he's just like, what? You know, like, it, punching oh, up Oh, you is, saw that. Well, I, I saw the tweet related to it, I, yeah. but I, I have no context about it because i haven't listened to it yeah that's the worst thing about twitter man (laughs) well i mean it's like there's a difference between hating someone more successful than you and like punching up in a way like um you know it's it's worse if you hate on someone who's less successful than you i think you know like someone who's successful shitting on people who aren't successful um right i think that's worse um like obviously Bobby Judo and you know he's created his own thing so it doesn't make sense for him to hate on someone like Atsugiti Jason because they're they got their own things going on right so uh, maybe it's not so much hate it's more just this is uh, just someone giving his opinion about like I don't like this that, that this thing that he does it doesn't mean he's a yeah. hater you know what I mean mm-hmm. so hmm right it could be but then yeah i don't know either one and i haven't listened to it i just saw the the tweet and i thought i don't know maybe he's just giving an opinion on it so yeah so do you know the context behind it all or 
Oh, no, no, no. That was a uh, response to my my recent episode. It okay. was talking about how mm-hmm. it was just basically, and I don't know. The, the thing about that is it's just the thing with King of Kanto recently mm. is that it seems to be becoming more and more just argumentative gymnastics. Right. Like it's becoming argument Olympics. <laughs> so well, it's just sort of like I'm tuning year. off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right? Mm. No, we're just going to have the Olympics on Zoom. We'll just do it that way. Much easier, mm. safer, cleaner. Breakout rooms for each team. Yeah, yeah breakout rooms. <laughs> um, God damn it, yeah. yeah, literal Blake breakout rooms. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it starts to become argumentative gymnastics. And to some degree, too, it. I get the impression. I'm not, I'm not saying that they... They've been talking about this because I'm in one of their discords and I right. see like what they're talking about all the time. And because um, I'm not saying this as an informant, I'm not saying this because I want to like saying, I know the truth. I know everything mm. like I'm against King of Kanto. You heard it here, folks. No, no, no. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm curious about like what kind of content they're making and how they're presenting themselves to the world. Mm. And this is just what I'm seeing. Maybe my what I'm seeing is is bullshit. I don't know. Maybe, but it seems to be like they're kind of moving the moral goalposts because like they always say, well, we should always punch up. And so they're always doing like bigger creators mm-hmm. and then they do like smaller creators. Nobody's really ever heard of. And I think that's kind of punching down. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm not uh, I'm not somebody's dad or somebody's mom. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, I mean. You, if you ask me, I'm all for any free speech. Let them say whatever they want to say. Um, but at the same time, there is, you know, consequences to things you say, and that should be part of it too. You know, like if um, they should be free to say whatever they want about punching up or punching down. Um, but if you do more of one of those things, it's going to turn a lot of people off. And if that's the case, well, then so be it, you know, but uh, Mm -hmm. I never even heard of these guys before. I saw like some random uh, suggestion on uh, Instagrams, like, like King of Kanto, someone you may know is on Instagram. Like, who the fuck is this? Is this like, and then I checked it out and I'm like, I've never heard of these guys before. And, Mm -hmm. but they, um, they created a podcast apparently in um my my original thought it was just a bunch of guys sitting around drinking chew highs talking like that's i said it. Never, yeah that's is it. it yeah it's really what it is right so yeah um, that's it i thought okay cool uh, like and i'm because yeah i support more podcasts based out of japan you know like it's cool i i'm 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 a fan of that i wish there were more um you know um and it's cool to see these different ones cropping up as well so um it's just well what their goal like is, the, is yeah <laughs> well i seem like there there's no real goal they're just doing it mm-hmm. as a hobby as they said in my interview with them mm-hmm. um i think the biggest thing is right now with the internet the way it is is that it's slowly becoming more and more like a metropolis like you mm. us going outside and like talking to random people like for example we would not go to a store and just start automatically shouting the n-word right we would not do that <laughs> you know no no that's true. No, right? Exactly. I mean, like, the sort of thing, like, let's say you talk about how you really hate X or you really hate B or something, or uh, you start, you know, using expletives. Or, like, okay, here's Fuck. a better example. 
Yeah, fuck, right? <laughs> um, you know, especially if you're like if you're in the U.S., you know, and there's like a bunch of children around, you probably shouldn't be saying the F word, you know. And mm. the thing about the Internet, too, is you don't know who's watching or who's yeah. there. And right now with the Internet, it seems like it's one of these becoming one of these things where, you know, how like whenever you're in McDonald's and there's one guy who just he doesn't get his order and he just goes ape shit. And he just gets uh, completely livid about not getting his fucking double quarter count count double fucking quarter pound or whatever. Yeah. He gets all Karen yeah, his, on him. His and anus pounder. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just you know, he takes out all of his aggression on these um these minimum wage uh, you know, guys who work at McDonald's, you know, who have no they're just trying to give you a burger, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, why are you demeaning these people that, you know, make a lot less than you? And it's sort of like one of these things. And then, you know, they become livid and then it just makes a scene and everybody looks at them and everybody like watches this guy just go, go to town and get angry Mm -hmm. um, at these people, McDonald's. And that's what it's kind of the internet's become, you know, where, yeah, it's like bagel boss where everybody just says, Hey, look at this weird guy who came into the bagel boss and everybody loves it. You know, because it's <laughs> it it's disruptive, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, the internet loves assholes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's and why I think they have a great brand in terms of like growing it. Well, more power to them in that case. You know, like um, I'm I'm never gonna hate on anyone who tries to make something you you know that they that they want to make, and and if they're successful at it, cool. You know, as long as they're not yeah. you know doing something. Um, like illegally hurting someone, you know, then I'm cool, <laughs> you know, so. Well, yeah. I mean, the problem, though, I mean, and the reason why I'm not uh, I, I'm trying to distance myself from them right now, mm. because uh, I would uh, I mean, I don't mind them. They seem fine. They seem like normal people. But the biggest thing is the reason why I'm trying to distance myself is that it's just the thing is like when you have the reputation of being an asshole, yeah. people are going to be an asshole to you back. Yeah. So especially like when you're trying to grow a brand, you know, <laughs> you're going to either have assholes that like you or you're going to have assholes that, you know, you know, stop your progression mm. in a way. Well, yeah, you and don't then, want you don't want that kind of like if if you're looking to do what you want to do and if having that stigma of them around you is affecting you then no you don't want to be associated with that too much you know like yeah um it's cool that you had them on because so i I don't like this attitude people have of just because you talk to somebody or 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 have an interview with someone doesn't mean necessarily that you support them you know it's like you just want to understand who they are and what they're and what they're about but that doesn't mean you're promoting what they're doing you know what i mean yeah so, yeah, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure. I mean, like, if uh, what's his name? Like, if Joe Rogan had an, a white supremacist on, mm. um, like, cause I had a few people. Like, what is it? One of my former uh, followers, mm. he was asking me, "Why do you adore King of Kanto?" I'm like, I adore them. <laughs> I'm confused. You, you talk to them. You said hello. <laughs> I talk you know? to them. Yeah. yeah. Why do I? I shouldn't treat them like they're normal human beings. Yeah. Like we. Like I'm. I'm saying, as I said earlier, we need to start treating the internet like it's a metropolis. Mm. It's like if you see a guy with a knife, 
I mean, maybe like you don't want to get stabbed. You talk to him like he's a normal human being. Exactly. You don't yeah. talk to him like, you know, this guy has a knife. You know, he's going to make he's going to want to come after you with the fucking knife. You know, if you value your life, you're not going to you know provoke him in any way. Yeah, you got to you got to suss out the situation, too. Like if he's making yeah. threatening moves towards you, yeah, you get the fuck out of there. But if he's just like, you know, brandishing the knife around you, oh, yeah, you can. Hey, dude. Hey, what's up? You know, like uh, you don't want to piss him off either you know so yeah um yeah no it's like that's the way i was i was taught how to deal with the situation exactly exactly <laughs> well it's like you said the thing about like joe rogan having someone on his show like he's had alex jones on there and i so many people hate on alex jones and i don't i think they just get what they hear from like main like mainstream media that that tries to portray him as something he's not like yeah he says some really fucked up outlandish things but most of the things he's said have some kernel of truth to it. And it's just him. It's like, instead of like, if you were to just have a normal conversation with somebody and you say something, you could have a discussion and it's like turning on a, the water spigot normally for him. It's just full blast from the moment he opens his mouth and he doesn't know when to turn it off. And that's how he is in real life too, apparently from what I've heard. And um, the guy just goes off and, yeah, like the thing with I think what people really give him shit about is the Sandy Hook stuff because oh right yeah it's kind of really fucked up to be honest but uh, but he's he's since backtracked on that but other things that doesn't mean other things he says is, are wrong but my point is Joe Rogan knows that about him and he still gives him a, a platform when the rest of the internet said no fuck you you're out of here you know and right. you actually listen to him and yeah he's a bit crazy but he's not wrong on a lot of things you know so or, he, or he's been proven right so my, my point is he i think anyone should be allowed to have a platform or say what they want to do like i was against the deplatforming of parlor and all this other stuff only because it doesn't mean i agree with them i just think they should be free and out in the open to say oh, what they right. say because it's it's easier to watch extremists if they're public than if they're you're hiding them underground somewhere you know right well yeah. i think the thing was with the thing with parlor though um i think what why they had to get rid of them was because apple it didn't fall, go in line with apple standards quote unquote mm-hmm. i mean this is the biggest thing like the thing with like you remember like the whole cake thing with the gay couple who wanted the cake yeah. mm-hmm. kind of it goes back to that where it's like, can't can a business say they want to do whatever they want? You know, yeah. is isn't their own private business? Right. Well, see. So what, I mean, go on. Sorry. Well, I I just want to say one caveat about the cake story. A lot of inform there's a lot of misinformation with that. Is they were never I refused. They were never refused a cake. They just okay. didn't. But the the owners of that were were Christian, and they didn't want to put a certain message on one of the cakes they said we can still sell you a cake we just don't we just don't agree with this message and we're just not going to write a certain message yeah. right, exactly exactly and um and mm-hmm. that gay couple is free to go somewhere else and get a cake from a business that will support them that's how the free market works right you, you don't agree with what this store does don't give them your money let them lose out on money mm-hmm. because they're being idiots you know like that's that's how free markets work you know like let the market decide 
mm-hmm. whether they should be successful or not, right? And like that's why I'm also right. in full support of you know um, like uh, this movement of you know support black businesses. Yeah, of course. Give them all. Give them all your money. You know because uh, I support comp, you know free competition in the market. It doesn't matter what you are like. Um, you should be able to give your money to who you wish and not give your money to people who you disagree with. That's just how real life works. And um, to, to try and right. shut people down because they don't agree with you, I think is the wrong way of going about it. That's all, you know? Right. Yeah. Would you say, I mean, going back to the whole parlor thing, I mean, would you mm. say that um, people like app, like the app store, or maybe Google play or whatever, that hosts the app parlor, Mm. would you say they have too much of a monopoly that they shouldn't be silenced? Quote unquote. Well, um, I won't be silenced. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. um, Just so you know, something's clicking with your mic, Rotary. Like it. Is it? Yeah. It's not, it's not too disruptive, but. How's it now? No, I can still hear it. Like it's only when you, uh, only, only when you talk for a minute. Yeah, only when you talk. All right, how's this? No, Still it's there. It's, yeah, a little bit. Could be the cord. Hmm. You know how sometimes when the cord's rubbing it. Um, maybe. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hmm. Let me switch it real quick. Sometimes that to restart it. Yeah. Check, maybe. check, checky, check. Maybe it is that uh, you said you've had it what a year and was, you bought it for a hundred bucks. Maybe it's yeah, right. Proving its worth. So how is it? How is it now? That sounds a little bit better. How is it now? Yeah, it sounds Still better. Clicking? Okay. I yeah, I, I, I not restart, as much. I restarted not, it. Yeah, not as much, but yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's distracting. Like, what could you imitate the sound? It's just kind of popping when you like, speak. Yeah, like. Oh, I probably because I'm too close to it. I'm probably too close. That's probably why. Oh yeah, yeah. Like sit a little bit further back or, or move it further away from you and see yeah. how it sounds. Like, is that better? Is that better? Is that better? Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Okay. So, okay. Uh, ba- right. basically, like, no, like uh, so, something like Apple. Yeah, Apple's a uh, you know a company, and you know they have they can set their own terms of you know s- their standards, and they say, oh well, you violated this. The standard so you you we we won't support you we won't platform you but at the same time they could always change that you know like well we've updated our terms of service just yesterday yeah. and now it says this right so um if you're constantly moving the goalpost and some something like apple or google those are the only two games in town right so like if you if you're not on there you know what, what or amazon i guess and then amazon kicks you off too so yeah, no, they the yeah. Amazon. I think that was the biggest blow to par- Parlor was the Amazon thing. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, these these big companies have a right to do that. But at the same time, you could say something like Twitter or something like, have they moved beyond the point of being a private company and now they're like a a public forum in a way? You know, it's like, would you? Yeah, I really wonder what was happening with with Jack Dorsey and that whole Donald Trump thing, that's pretty big to deplatform a president. A sitting president <laughs> at the time, a sitting, a sitting president. I know, right? Mm-hmm. So 
it's um uh, like I said, I, 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 if Trump had actually in writing incited a riot or said, kill this person, I can clearly see that is a huge violation, but he didn't, he just said, we will not be stuck. Like it's like I said, he's always pussyfooting around the issue and it's very vague. He didn't come out right and say, attack the Capitol. If he did, yeah, fuck him. Get him off the platform. Yeah. That's, that's dangerous, you know? But he didn't. And right. it's, you could say he's responsible for it, but nothing he said, actually, if you look at their terms of service, didn't actually violate their terms of service. They just moved the goalposts and said, oh, yes, it did. Or it's from pre previous violations that he, and this was the last straw sort of thing. So it was clearly a biased decision. And when you get um, the leader of the Shah of Iran, who's saying death to Israel publicly on, you know, like Israel should be uh, eliminated. And he's still allowed on Twitter. It, it really screams hypocrisy right there. I think, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest problem with all this, I think, I mean, maybe this, maybe this makes me sound like conspiracy theorist, but, mm. um, but everybody but. likes the big butts. Um, uh, they a lot of what, a lot of what we see on the internet, yeah, no, yeah, they really can't lie. Um, a lot of what we see on the internet, we don't really have a lot of context of what's going on, of like you know what's going on behind the curtain. Mm. You know, like I'm sure that like with politicians, I'm sure there's tons of stuff they'll never tell us. Um, I mean, luckily we had with Trump for a while that he would tell us all this information we didn't even really need to know. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Thanks for telling us, Trump. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, like, like all right. By the way, here's the nuclear code. I, 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 I was about to flush it, but you can have it. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks, dude. I didn't ask for this, but... Thanks, yeah. bro. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just... I feel like that's... I think there's, like, probably some... There's something going on behind the scenes that they can't talk about. Yeah. That's probably why they have like that ethical thing. Or you're either 100% correct and it's all hypocrisy. And they don't, they don't really know what to do with it. Mm. Yeah. Thing is, issues like that right now don't affect us. And that's why a lot of people who say, well, they made the right decision to ban Trump. And they yeah, made the now. right decision to ban Parler. It's like, yeah, okay. But they're not going to stop there. They're going to keep going and it doesn't yeah, and, ju no, and just think, uh, yeah, yeah. And just think the people that they're going after now, what if it was flipped around on the other end, which it may, it, you know, it could go, it could go that direction someday again. Do you want them having that same amount of power over you? You know, like people don't understand that it, it's a pendulum that swings both ways and eventually it's going to swing back the other way and it's just going to be just as harsh. So it's right. uh you get what you ask for related. i guess yeah. yeah yeah i guess kind of related to what we're talking about um have you been watching the mandalorian i've yeah i finished uh both seasons yeah yeah you know what i think what's great about that show and i think the reason why everybody loves it it's not for baby yoda grogu is cute though it's for or not excuse me grogu it's not baby yoda. Ba it's he's still grogu. baby yoda i think yeah i think <laughs> I think what's interesting about that show, especially like, especially the second season, if I don't know how caught up you are, but this isn't really a spoiler, but um, basically the show's kind of becoming one of these things where it's like, 
they have the resistance and then they have the rebels or no, excuse me they have the resistance and they have the empire right mm-hmm. and what kind of what the mandalorian is doing the main character is he seems like the new, neutral party he's like not really involved in any of it mm-hmm. you know he's kind of like whatever you know it's just like i'm just here to do my job doesn't bother and me i feel or, like that's or... like how a lot of i feel that's like how a lot of people feel right now you mm-hmm. know because it's easy to be an extremist. It's easy to go off the deep end and still claim that you're a quote unquote neutral party. But, and it's also easy to align yourself with an extreme party. Um, But I feel like relatively in a metropolis, like normal place, like if I'm in a room with some rando, we're going to try to act like we're, you know, socially we're all neutral. Right. 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 So I feel like in this regard, uh, this is probably why this, this show has been so successful. I mean, there's also like the whole, the Star Wars element. They did a pretty good job of like fitting in all the East and the West kind of concepts. And yeah, yeah. Um, they made a very simple, easy to follow story. But I, I think with the kind of the political climate, like the social climate too, it's pretty fitting. Because it seems like the most people I talk to, whether they're on the right side or the left side of politics, wherever, or on the quote unquote spectrum, is that word again? Yeah. Um, whatever spectrum they are, you know, we can all kind of, we all kind of want to have a mutual understanding of something. Yeah, you're right. And I think the Mandalorian does a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's definitely walks the way of the middle path. You know, it's a very, um, there's a lot of Eastern, you're right. It, like getting back to like the themes, like it has a lot of Eastern um, philosophy built into it to sort of, lone wolf and cub sort of wandering samurai thing but also like a western western you know like uh, the lone gunman and, and all that stuff and they they merged it really well with the um the star wars setting and uh to your to also to your point the appeal of it is i think honestly that was the best show to capture the original trilogy feeling that any star wars has Oh yeah, it's that, best that is, best Star Wars thing yeah. since Return of the Jedi, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and I liked the uh, the last the ending of the last episode. That was very as as well as they could do it. That was cool. So um, we'll, it's a pretty we'll good closure, right? Yeah, it's good closure. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see I mean, where it's it was going. a little uncanny valley. Yeah, but at this point, you know, you got to do with what technology you have. But I I do like the spinoff that's coming too because. It's one of my favorite characters in the in the universe. So in the Star Wars universe, anyway. So what's your name? The the Jedi, right? No, I was talking about um, Boba Fett. Spo- spoilers for people who haven't seen it. Oh, but, uh, that's right, Boba. Mm-hmm. That's right. They are making a Boba Fett thing. They had yeah. a teaser at the end of the show. Book of Boba that's Fett. Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, but no. Getting to your point, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Like we can easily see ourselves as as him in this caught in between these two warring factions and and. Yeah, he fights both of them actually. You know, in, in the series, he, or he's at odds with both of them. So, um, but he's just kind of doing his own thing, and he has his own thing going on, and he's just caught in the middle. And that, that kind of resonates with a lot of people too, because uh, most people, I would wager, yeah, just I mean, want that's to. Kind of how I feel. Yeah, they just want to live their lives and, you know, get get what's theirs. You know, just live happy, productive lives, and then they got all this shit going on all around them, like. Uh, do I have to pick a side? You know, do I have to 
you know, um, be one extreme or the other? Why can't I say, well, I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but what are you going to do? You know, so one dog's looking this yeah. way, one dog's no, looking I, the I other way. So, get it. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, what do you want from me? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, mom, can I borrow one of your knives? You know, I'm just going to borrow it for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh. You know what? That's actually, you know what? Goodfellas. It really reminds me of King of Kanto. I'm bringing it back around. Really? You know? Okay. Yeah. The reason why, because it reminds me of King of Kanto where, where we're all kind of stuck in this place of Japan. And we all know that it's kind of destructive. You know, we're our, our, all of our lives are kind of just, you know, we're going to die at some point, you know, because mm. that's like we're on the pathway to like you know going into the the tomb you know the great abyss of the tomb quote unquote you know and it's it's just kind of a it's dark but they want to just you know make fun of it like have fun while they're doing it in kind of this dark comedy kind of way yeah i mean goodfellas is pretty dark comedy in in many aspects so that's that's good yeah well with that radry Appreciate having you back on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there any, anything you, uh, where can, first, again, where can we find you on the interwebs and uh, anything you'd like to uh, to let us know about that's coming up in the 2021 of Radry, Radley? Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Hmm. You just search Why Come Japan or just Radry on YouTube. You can find my Why Come Japan podcast. It's a podcast where I interview creatives about the craft and how it relates to Japan. Uh, I recently had a bar hopper slash tour guide on the show. Look out for that episode. I'm also having a, um, a VTuber, if you mm. know what that is, a virtual YouTuber. Mm. So look forward to that episode. Um, you can find the, epi- the show on iTunes google podcasts spotify or wherever you find your podcasts cool be sure to leave us be sure oh not just for me but sure to give shay some stars throw some stars down for shay give a review give us some feedback we like hearing from you yes yes whether it's negative or positive or yeah, I don't bring know, it maybe you hate the negative <laughs> hey all right free speech man whatever you whatever you got to say so okay cool right. Radri, appreciate it man let's uh let's talk soon all right Yeah, anytime, man. Yeah.